0: Noise, noise, noise. Smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke,
1: drink your beers, pack her ass, smoke good man. Time to kick back, drink your beers and smoke your weed. Done poisoning the youth for today, huh? Hell yes, whatever that means. Now it's time to head over to Atlantic. Drink some beers, get ripped, and hopefully get laid.
0: 179. Pay the good man.
2: She don't.
3: with poppers Okay let's get down to it ba is the Serana Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Tanley. And Shorty Award nominee. Soon to be the weird guy. I don't know what the award's called, but he will win the weird word. Award. Award. i will get an award for the words that he says on board. Uh, Eastside Dave, MacDonald.
1: It okay. it it oh, some
3: people want to say some kind words to Chris Stanley because they're alternative, and so is he. CJ, say the good things to Chris.
4: Chris Stanley, show introduction of the month, which makes it the best introduction of the year.
3: There's another one for Chris Stanley. Ken, from Montreal, or as I like to call it, Mount Real, y'all. Mount Real representing.
5: <laughs> Absolutely awesome. The family. Made my day.
3: All right, there we go. All the alternative lifestyles, loving the alternative DJ, Chris Stanley. People forget the 90s sometimes. Why? It's all coming back, according to uh, Dave McDonald. Coming back in a big, big way. Kids are going to be walking around wearing ironic Pearl Jam shirts. <laughs> All right, let's drop the sad news. This is out of Canada. Um, Jesse, you're on the Run of Fez show.
6: Hey, buddies. I got an Ichiban for you.
3: Ichiban, of course, means... E-T-R-I-B-A. Number one. There you go. Uh,
7: Kate McGarrigle sadly died at age 63 in her home from cancer.
3: What a terrible story, huh? Yeah. Uh, the folks in Canada must be just next to themselves on this one, right? Oh, yeah. Beloved, a beloved uh, uh, matriarch of a musical family, would you say? Of course. Yeah. I saw uh, her, the uh, McGarrigle family Christmas thing they did at Carnegie Hall mm-hmm. uh, last year. Just gorgeous. She's, yeah. a, she's a wonderful woman, uh, wonderful family.
7: Yeah, yeah. them doing the whole thing on uh spectacle was amazing too
3: yeah, they're just uh i would love I don't think there's anything better than for yourself than to have an entirely musical family. Dave, you're trying to do this now with your family, but in rock band? That's exactly
8: it, yeah. Because they, they are too young to hold real instruments, mm-hmm. so they can still hold, a, my daughter can hold a plastic microphone, so that's what I'm trying to do. Ex- except that I don't want to get too used to it, because I want to be the lead singer. Who's the most musical family of all time? Uh, I guess you're going to have to say the Lennons, because John, Yoko, were a couple. Here's the problem. Not big
3: enough. You need a big family. And you even need, like, uncles and aunts and stuff. And that's uh, with the, uh, what we're talking about yeah. here with Kate.
1: He has to be the Jacksons, then.
3: Does one of them even play an instrument, though? They're a dancing family. Don't get me wrong there. <laughs>
1: Those
8: voices. Didn't uh, Tito play, like, the bass? They always had a bassist,
3: but no one else. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's a fat kid because he couldn't dance all that good. <laughs> but couldn't no one else. keep it going. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to have a musical family anymore. Because you want them all to be able to play instruments, write songs, and then you don't want it straight ahead, Rocky. there got to be some weird stuff in there. Yeah. Like Rufus's dad is just as fucking, you know, as odd as you can get. <laughs> Loudon? Yeah, he's just fucking, you know, half nuts. <laughs> what well, are the zappers then?
1: Dweezil? Uh, Once you right? get
3: past Dweezel, is anybody else doing
8: anything? Amit? <laughs> I was, on was Amit <laughs> yeah. doing anything at all? Ahmed was doing so. Ahmed I, I would guest host Talk Soup, if that counts as musical. You need a real.
3: Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> hosting Talk Soup is kind of musical. What about um, the Carter family? See, the Carter family was the real deal there. They are the real deal. Um, and, and, and again, like the Wainwrights, they get named after the mother. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah okay. The father's in it, but let's not make too big a deal out of him, because I think you need a strong matriarch. Hmm. Now, um, yeah, when Carly Simon was in here, they had the Simon Taylor family, and because all the Taylors play stuff and all, and of course, it kind of fits with the Wayne Wrights because it's more about you know laid back and and not just r- you don't want a straight ahead rock <laughs> musical family, you That'd know. Be weird. You need singer songwriters they've got to all be kind of Jackson Brownish.
9: You might want to look back at the Nelsons, where you got three generations going. Here's here's the
3: problem with the Nelsons. Were they ever together?
9: Oh, no, they never performed as a family.
3: Not even two of the generations. Right, uh, yeah. Out of the three. Yeah. That's the big problem there. So, yeah, there's time in between, but um, what else are you going to do about it? I right, just got sent to me the uh,
8: the Cumia family. You're onto something there. Sure. The mom sings, the brother, the sister, then the they other they will brother.
9: perform together.
8: What about the Neville family? Yeah, Neville
3: family the uh, down in New Orleans, and he's got the big fucking yeah. crazy thing on his face, he the mole.
8: I didn't know that he had he, he had uh, relatives. Yeah, they're called the Nevils. Oh, Jesus! That's the whole now.
3: fucking situation there. What's five one six area code? The island. Hmm. Long Island, to yeah. be exact. I got when we say the the island, we mean Long Island. Okay. That's just like when we say the Jersey, we mean New Jersey. Oh. Um, let's go over here to, uh, Dave. Dave, you're on a fez.
10: Yeah, didn't the Osmonds have a whole crew that, uh, that played instruments and did all kinds of stuff? I mean, they had a whole family, didn't they?
3: Well, you just remember Donnie. I don't know if there was anybody <laughs> else. And I know the little fat brother was big, they said, in, uh, Japan. But I had no way of checking up on that. Uh, Steve. Steve in Vegas, you're on a Fez.
0: Hey, what's up, boys? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say uh, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr., and Hank Williams the Third. Well, it runs into the same for- pro-
3: uh, problem that That's Fez really- had with the Nelsons there, that they weren't all together. Now, uh, we had Arlo Guthrie in here on Thanksgiving, and Arlo, you know, runs two buses and takes all kinds of kids out on the road. Oh, Keith the Cop. Thank you, Keith. Keith uh, texts me... Uh, to my uh to my phone much like he would with Batman. <laughs> this is kind of a uh bat signal. Uh Mike, Mike, you're on the Run of show. Yeah, how about the Bee Gees, the brothers Gibbs? Uh the Bee Gees now I think the problem there, I don't know if we've got even two Gibbs left. <laughs> but you did have three brothers recording together and then they would give songs to the little brother. And I don't know why, because he sounded just like the Bee Gees when he sang. Uh, I was, The other night I was sitting in the car smoking, because why give up a perfectly good parking spot where you could just sit and smoke <laughs> like uh, like Earl's dad? And uh, they played an old Gibbs song, right? Whoever the little brother was. But it sounded like the Bee Gees. At now, <laughs> enough time has passed, you're like, well, that's, sound- that's the Bee Gees. The Andy, I think.
9: Yeah, they should have put him in front like Michael Jackson.
3: No, they were already gigantic before, by the time he came along. He was so, like, Michael Jackson, there there wasn't any Jacksons before Michael. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, they made it with him. But the Bee Gees had, like, a 14, 15-year career, and then the little brother had a hit. Right. But maybe at some other time he did sing with them, but... Um, you couldn't tell. When they got in that falsetto thing, nobody could tell one from the other. John, you're a Yeah,
11: what about the Beach Boys?
3: Beach Boys, very musical family. Their problem is this. They weren't big on the solo projects. Mm-hmm. Where what I like about the uh, the McGarigal family with the Wayne Wrights, they go all off, make their own albums, then they come together. Where the Beach Boys were just like, and the Osmonds and the Jacksons, same thing. We're just one family. Right. Let's face it. We don't have fucking shit happening. We're like the Kumiya family, they're all off doing solo projects. Then they come together and uh, create magic. Yeah. And they're doing that at Bar 9 very, very soon.
9: That's going to be January 29th. January 29th at Bar 9 on 9th Avenue in Manhattan. What's the uh, date again? January 29th.
3: Uh, Brad. Brad and I, where Your are on the Fez. Yeah,
9: yeah. How about the Staples?
3: All right, start and name them off. <laughs> See what we're doing there? <laughs> See what happens? Papa, Staples. Uh, look who it is. It's Hard Rock Johnny.
12: Hello, boys. How about the Chapin family? You yeah. have Harry, his brother, the multiple Grammy award winner. Their father was a, a drummer who actually thought uh, Mac Weinberg had a drum who just passed away. The daughter, uh, Harry's daughter uh, is a singer. So they're a fairly musical family.
3: What about Tom Chapin, the great Make-A-Wish uh, TV show he used to sing? He was uh, Harry's brother. The Chapins are that thing, though, because they do a couple good things. Number one, they're singing folky. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, they're raising money. They're always raising money, those Chapins. They just can't act like... Oh, I'm doing a gig for myself. Let's raise money.
12: Yeah, that's the ones that we always do. All You know, the, you've been to a couple of the events we've done with them here for World Hungrier. That's their big charity, and they do tons of, of that charity stuff.
3: And you refuse to be in it. You go, what's my cut? What about John?
12: <laughs> I need to wet my
3: beak a little bit. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, well, what, why can't we do a World Hunger thing with the Kumia family? Is there any talk <laughs> of that at all? We could do that. We could have them come down and do the singing Kumias. Can I ask you a question? Are they even plugging in Don's bass? <laughs> Cause I've heard rumors. You know, when I see you're playing baseball, I can't hear it myself. It's there. In the Just, background. All right. That's fine. Um. I'm gonna talk to Keith about that and get that get that whole thing going. You don't know wanna have What's that? What I'm blessed with? What are you blessed with? A lot of friends. I don't uh, always see them, but they're here in my heart. And we're all
8: connected. That's We're nice. all connected. Yeah. Via the internet.
3: Well.
8: Oh, you're talking on more like a spiritual level. I
3: am. There's degrees of separation. And if you look at us, we're all connected. And it's all wonderful. Like, uh, Dave, I'm connected to you. Yeah. Through our love of baseball. Oh, yeah. We do love baseball, don't we? I love it. Um, And, of course, uh, uh, with Hicks, Mm -hmm. we are uh, connected for our love of things that we shouldn't take.
8: Okay. We love those things. Right. Feel good. Drugs.
3: And, Fez. Yes? Didn't you and I both see something at the same time? I think uh, we both went to Batman, not together. Right. Something like that.
9: Yeah. Um... Should be a stronger connection.
3: I consider it, uh... Just, a, a, a Six degrees of Kevin Bacon.
8: What's being passed over here? Markeith, what? the cop information? One, one of the family members was listening.
3: All right, Anthony, uh, claims that he... And, um... Of course, Joey and Donnie are the modern-day cow sills. Now, you'll remember them from, I believe, The Rain in the Park and other things, which you may call the song, I Love the Flower Girl. But here's the Cumia family, and they were so young when they did this song, uh, The Rain in the Park and other things. I think... um, I think Anthony was 14 when they did this. Okay. I believe only, maybe 13. Wow. Uh, Joe was 15. Mm Mm-hmm. And Donnie was 36 when when the three of them sat down.
9: The boys are just babies.
3: Uh, Well, they were all just babies. But um, here's the song. This is the Cumia family, and they're really... That's really nice. Wow.
2: She didn't seem to care.
13: She sat there and smiled at me. Then I.
3: And what I loved about this, when I did this, um, Joe used to wear these ring of flowers all around his head, and it was just, uh, well, it was adorable. Well,
9: that's a mood.
8: I wonder who was on the harp. Was that Roe? I think it might have been Roe. I'm not sure.
3: And I mean... She was out there with them, but yeah. mainly she drove the bus <laughs> for the <Right>. whole family. Happy. Uh, here's Sean in Albany. You're on fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I believe I have a question
14: to you or an answer to your question of how much Earl's book costs for them, how much they take out of this cut. Yeah. Uh, looking at the site and doing the pricing it looks like each book was is forty one ninety five to print which means he makes about $10 off each book and since anybody can make the book that means there's no contract and it's printed on demand So the $2,000 he needed from Fez for overhead costs and for getting the book set up I'm wondering what that was really for
8: Rent it hasn't worked
3: in a year well, he's, uh, you know he's got a lot going, but so apparently uh, on the first run of the book, he was selling it at cost, <laughs> um, and he didn't know that.
9: <laughs> apparently, I paid for either film or disposable cameras. I'm not sure which. Yeah, there's no such thing as
3: film. Um, here's uh, Roger. Roger, you're on the Run of fest show. Hey, guys. How about the Marlies? All the Marleys are definitely a musical family. They're definitely a musical family. And then uh, one of the little ones, I don't know which one they're named, They were in here. They were, did a uh, kid's album. Ziggy. It couldn't have been Ziggy. He must be too old. No, I think it was. It was, it sh- was Ziggy. Yeah, I'm pretty was, sure. I don't know why I had his piggy. <laughs> I I had Z- that was the one on the island. Everybody was weird, too.
8: Ziggy's had like a much longer career than Bob at this point, which is weird when that happens. Well, if I was uh, the Mar- Marley's or any of the Jamaicans...
3: Uh, When I was watching CNN and I saw Haitians, I'd be going like this. Wait, is that our neighborhood? (laughs) I would not be able to tell the difference. Tomorrow, people. When is uh, the big telethon for uh, Haiti? Is it Friday night? Friday. Who are the rock stars in this? Um, And where can I watch it? And I know the great George (laughs) Clooney is behind it all.
8: You have Bruce Springsteen, you have Bono, you have Coldplay, uh, and Jay-Z are getting the big headline treatment. There's a lot of other miscellaneous people, but those are the biggies. Bruce, Bono, Coldplay, and Jay-Z. By the way, Ziggy Marley uh, was the one who was always
3: online for the complaint department. And I thought he was the funniest out of all of them. Uh... Here's uh, Joey.
12: How you doing, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Eddie and
3: Alex Van Halen? Well, they have Wolfie, but <laughs> I'm going to also say that's a Don Acumia, uh bass where I don't know if it's plugged in. <laughs>
8: I don't know if her bass is plugged in. How could it be? Playing in front of thousands of people. You're going to trust Wolfie and or Don? Wasn't Wolfie making cupcakes? I
3: get so confused <laughs> about different. what everybody in that family does. Um. Lonnie, you're my Fez.
10: Hey, the biggest
5: family of all is the Partridge Family. Out.
3: Uh, Dave, New Hampshire, you're in Hey guys,
5: I'm actually kind of embarrassed to even mention them, but Hanson was a musical family.
3: I'll tell you, and I know it sounds dirty because I think she was barely legal, but I can't tell you how many times I jacked off to that one Hanson girl, the lead singer, Taylor. Oh God, yeah. she's cute.
9: She was. She is fucking hot. <laughs> really? Alright,
3: that was a boy. Couldn't have been. No. Yeah. Then why did I come? Try to fucking ask yourself that question. It's impossible for a man to come when thinking about another male. Doesn't happen that way. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ uh, We are sitting here for some reason talking. Well, we've had a terrible loss with Kate McGarigle, uh passing away. And uh, we're saying we just don't have musical families anymore. We don't have them the way we used to. Here's Jeremy in Cleveland.
14: Hey, one of the greatest musical families, one of the most influential, the Ramones.
3: Uh, oddly enough, when after Joey, then we had the next death, right? Uh, Johnny, Johnny Ramone, and uh, my chick sister actually said this. She goes, "Oh my God, their poor mother." <laughs> Which he's been going through.
8: <laughs> and Didi <laughs> died as well. Can't even start to think about the... News. This is only Marky who does a show here It's serious. Only Marky's alive. And still
3: looks like a Ramon. He looks still great. dresses like a Ramon. Yeah. Does Ramon thing. Makes it all happen. Uh, Rich, you're on first. What's up, buddies? Hey. Uh, Shirley Phelps Roper, and her family. They're very musical. They are. They're, that's a very good point. The Ropers are a musical family. Um, and they love jesus, they love Jesus more than anyone else, and I forget what was their last hit
1: It was um oh it's a poker face parody, yeah, it was with the late guys yeah let's
3: take a little listen the uh the Phelps roper family the there's so many gorgeous young girls in that family, and they love jesus uh they hate uh faggots and Jews and soldiers. I don't know how they tie the soldier thing in with gays when you're not allowed to ask or tell. I don't know how they find out. But they're an incredibly musical family. My only problem with them is it doesn't seem like they um, do a lot of originals. (laughs) They're always, there's a Weird Al thing about them. Mm That's great. That's why we love them. Yeah. They got a whole weird outfit. Take a little listen to this one. Ma, 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 ma.
13: Let's go. You
2: wanna strut like you're unique, but baby, please. Monster lady, gay gay, show your teeth. This is on me. God hate you. Fake love substitute. That's the whole
3: fake thing right there with God Hate so so Show. <laughs>
2: But any half which sees your hateful fans and for your God oh oh, 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 You pissed off God You'll see what he's got You ain't got, you ain't got No, you ain't got no poker face You show your dust to
13: everybody
2: You just got
8: you What did she say there? You show your what to everybody? Well, uh, you ain't got your no poker face everybody. Oh, you show your filth to everybody
2: I'm done. You just even
3: you watch this whole me. little family. Bring it down a little bit. And a drive little me nuts. And um, with me. I, I guarantee you, freaks in bed.
8: Freaks in bed. <laughs> well, there's so many of them. They must enjoy sexual intercourse. Well, who doesn't? They're like gremlins. Did you ever fucking meet a person who goes, well, I don't care for it? it hurts a little. <laughs> there's a few of them out there. Mm. Oh, maybe Fez. I don't know. Oh, mm. no, really? Not like, like, not like that. Just that he doesn't seem that he won. He's interested. That's why I, I meant. That's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that. Wow. That's not what I meant. Here is uh, here's uh, Ken in
3: uh, North Carolina. You're on Fez.
13: Hey,
5: do I want to be? Yeah. so um, I give an issue
7: bound for you. Okay. Um. The space left by Ted Kennedy's bloated cancer head has been filled by a Republican representative in Massachusetts, uh, Scott Brown. Yeah. So,
3: some news for you. Oh, there's news. Big, big news. I don't understand why people are so shocked about it. Uh, because he didn't beat Ted Kennedy. I think the, the thing there is, and I've been to Massachusetts uh, Many times, I don't think it's this terribly liberal place, but I just think that de- that Ted Kennedy used to get a lot done for those people. So even the ones that didn't necessarily b- agree with him on a lot of national issues
1: I were more than happy to have him bring some of that federal money back. I think they're just surprised the Democrats fucked this up too. Maybe that what, he was in there for like forty years or something. Yeah, but that's one guy. What would mm. make you think? Uh, that everybody
3: just wants to vote for the party and not for the fucking guy.
1: Because people are dumb.
3: Yeah, I don't think they are. (laughs) I think they're like, yeah, we got Ted Kennedy and then they're like, well, who's the new person? That's not Ted Kennedy. I think if you brought Ted Kennedy back today, he'd fucking win. Um, Here's Sean in North Carolina. You're on Morning, boys.
15: Uh, Dana White just tweeted that Brock Lesnar is back.
3: Uh who Twittered this?
15: Dana White.
3: Dana White just twittered. Brock Lesnar is back. Alright, there you have it. Little Twitter spy report. It's all breaking for us. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Uh what's on your uh What's on your mind today, Dave McDonald?
8: Well, officials in NASA are um, scrambling to discover a source of a small bag of coke found in one of the space shuttle hangars. Uh, the bag was found by. Why are they scrambling to find it? They're, they're scrambling to find out the source. Who fucking left cocaine? Could be anybody in a space shuttle hangar. I know, but this is a very. Re- this was a very restrictive. Department. This isn't a guy who's like the janitor. Just gets to go around doing coke. This is like they're, you know, there were astronauts. And so scientists. we're supposed to think scientists don't do coke? I thought that was one of the jobs in America where people wouldn't dick around. I
3: really who, did. Who do you think fucking knows how to fucking uh, cook dope better than anybody? Scientists.
8: scientists. But at, but I mean to leave it at. The job place. Oh, you get all fucking wired up. You don't know what the fuck like, you do. Uh, you know, you think like NASA, I don't know, maybe like being a surgeon. Like there are a few jobs. You get all
3: fucking gacked up. You check your wallet so many times it ends up on the fucking floor. <laughs> Everyone's done it. They're just like, it's my fucking Coke here. Yes, yeah, next. <laughs> next my credit card. My Coke there. Yes, yeah, next my credit card. Sooner or later, after a hundred fucking times, it's going to fall out. So you just carry it around with you at all
8: times, even if you worked in NASA? Yeah, what if you needed to do some Coke? <laughs> There's a bump in the bathroom. That's my point. <laughs> it just seems like th- there are a few precious jobs in the American society where people wouldn't be doing coke uh, you, on the but, job, place. But fucking coke is one of the fucking
3: uh, drugs that you can work on. You fucking working the phone. <laughs> yeah, What do you need?
8: I'm gonna fucking get back to you You're on a that. You're impaired, though. You can't be impaired way? in the space shuttle, Mister B. Oh, stop it!
3: <laughs> what do you, mean what you? You sound like your mom found out this story. They found the coke <laughs> over there.
8: No, I just did w- between this and the woman with the astronaut, it seems like I, don't I know. think that's I was a suspect. Fu- I used to <laughs>
3: fucking live in Florida. I fucking did coke with NASA people before. Wow. It's not that big a fucking deal. They they make decent money, they got some fucking extra. Um Alex, you're going run a fez. Hey,
14: I was just calling to say that my my buddy's wife is a scientist and she does coke uh along with a lot of other drugs, so it's not surprising to me. So she's a goer, huh? No, really? oh, absolutely. She's oh,
3: yeah. fucking right there for everything. <laughs> There's nothing All off right. limits with this fucking bitch. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Um, here is uh, John Poughkeepsie. You're on Runa Fez. Hey,
14: what's up, man? Uh, yeah, I always lose my coke, man. Where, Whenever I do it, I always put it either behind the toilet or in the litter box. Uh, I don't know, man. It's some crazy shit.
8: I mean,
3: I uh, can see... Yeah. I, You, I I swear to God, I feel like I'm doing the fucking show with Beanie today. (laughs) Uh, Peter, you're on the Runa Fez show.
0: Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, I was cracking up because when you're talking about checking for your Coke, I used to check for my Coke. I was at this party. Checking for my Coke. Checking for my Coke. Here it is. It's on this side of my wallet. I got my Coke. I got my Coke. I got my Coke. Then I checked for it. It was gone. I fucking panicked. I didn't know where the fuck it was. And I moved it from one side of my wallet to the other. But it took me like an hour to find it. So when I found it, I just fucking dumped the whole thing out of the table in front of everybody and fucking snorted all of it all at once. People were fucking horrified.
3: Yeah, I know people get all fucking strange like that. But then when you decide, too, (laughs) I need to drive somewhere, I'm too fucking paranoid to drive around with the rest of the bindle in my fucking sock. I better do it all right now. (laughs) And then you're fucking... So then you're driving back and you're like... Fuck, this is really jumping on me a little bit fucking harder than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I'm fucking gacked here. I thought that I had brought this thing together. And then you're like, honestly, you're at a light like, going like this. I have a feeling if this doesn't turn green really quick, I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> just the tension of waiting for the fucking light to change. <laughs> Dave, I'm fucking just... uh Really, a little fucking embarrassed to you right now. John, in Louisiana, you're in Yeah, I just
14: want to tell Dave there's, there's ordinary workers that that work in the hangar. I mean, they're, they're those, those are the guys that bring the shuttle out to the pad, bring it back. Plus, they're working on the Aries rocket in there. You know, there's probably some. You
3: know, and this story operation. said it was a restricted area. Uh, but how much fucking mm-hmm. Coke was it?
8: It was a bag of coke. A bag? Coke?
3: What, how big is a fucking bag? It didn't
8: say. Like a fucking trash bag? <laughs> no, it, I mean, well, I doubt it was that. It, it sounded like it was just a baggie of coke. It's a gram of coke, whatever. If. It's no, bad. first of all, there's no such thing
3: as not, a whole gram. I'm not. Because you're not going to fucking quick take care of something.
9: It's kind of good to know that if there was an emergency on the space station, those guys could really haul a space shuttle out to the pad very, very quickly.
3: Look at Fez Watley
8: doing speedy jokes about Coke. <laughs> and again, I'm not even saying I'm down on Coke. I'm saying that at, at the hangar, it just seems it just seemed out of place. Um,
3: Steve, you're on my first. Hello. Hey, yeah. buddy. What can we do for you, Steve?
6: Yeah, I sold my buddy a bag of Coke uh, about a gram one time, and he put it on his lap in the car, and he got out to take a leak and forgot it was on his lap and pissed all over it.
3: <laughs> oh. So um, fucking do it. Michael, in Atlanta, you're in run of Fez.
4: Mr. B, oh, I would sorry. like to contend that being an astronaut has got to be the coolest job
11: to fucking be stoned on. Can you imagine tripping balls and be weightlessness? Just stop. Be
3: Just stop acting like we're children. I don't want any part of this. Fez Watley, what's your big YouTube on today? What's driving you nuts?
9: Well, there's this late night infomercial called Cash for Gold. And they are now being investigated because, by the federal government because they have been losing jewelry and sending back uh, really small checks for the gold that they're receiving based on how it's been appraised. But here's the thing. Who could not see that something bad was going to happen here? You are sending your gold off to strangers. People you have no idea... And then you wait for a check. One guy sent two gold pieces off. He said he already had them appraised at about $200. He got a check for 15 cents.
3: You, First of all, I don't give a fuck what you have it appraised for. You ever walk into a pawn shop? No. You're lucky to leave there with Tic Tacs. (laughs) You could fucking walk out of a fucking store with a diamond ring that you just purchased, have the receipt... And get fucking a trumpet handed back to you (laughs) at the fucking pawn shop. They don't give a fuck. So I don't even understand this cash. This is people too lazy to walk into the pawn shop. Exactly. Or afraid.
1: They're definitely scared.
9: Yeah, you get a bag, a Ziploc bag, sent to you that you just send your valuables off to who knows who and who knows where. They're
3: not valuables. They're not valuable. They're fucking used rings. People just don't own valuable fucking jewelry. Once you take it, the day you buy it, it's fucking valuable. Get it back to your house and ain't wear jack shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You'll see one of those rappers who have the giant fucking uh, his initials in diamonds go into a pawn shop and leave there with like forty fucking dollars, and he'll be leaving going like, I spent eighty two thousand dollars for that fucking thing. <laughs> I had a dollar sign on each side of it. Fucking completely platinum and done. You don't get shit from those fucking people. The only way you feel slightly fucking good about it is if you stole the shit. That's the only way that you're like, well fuck it. I I ain't know where else I can get it.
9: And there's cash for gold. I guess you get a you get a grace period where it's like you accept the check or you get your gold back. Um Yeah, they've had 1,300 cases reported where the jewelry has gone missing. Cash for Gold has lost the jewelry. And people stand there shocked after they're sending stuff. But what people? You're acting like this is happening to
3: normal people. You don't know a fucking person who would use the fucking, the mail order pawn shop.
8: You don't know one you're not supposed to send any type of valuables or cash in the mail system anyway. It might not even be them. It might be the postal Could service. But imagine even, I'm going to send you something. You send me back what you think it's worth.
3: Right. What other fucking type of business like that even operates? Uh, Fucking idiotic. Chris Stanley. What's your reach on
1: today? What do you got for us? Uh, according to uh, the Pew Research Center, men are now better off economically than their wives. So it's now official that women, like in this economy, that women are definitely making more money than men. You well,
3: just said the men are better off.
1: No, excuse me, women are better off than men. Excuse than me.
3: Than their wives. Yeah. Women are making better money right now than men. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to just say this. I know
8: probably more of them are working.
3: But does that make them any better off since they got to come home and turn over that fucking check?
8: <laughs> I'd love if that was the case. You kidding me? You'd be a stay at home dad? Sure, I would. I'd be at home with a fucking gun before I could stay home with two kids. I'd be teaching them stuff, teaching them how to crawl. Yeah. <laughs> I could be a stay at home dad, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would be able to comprehend
3: that statement. <laughs> um, I would be. It's not a fucking hard thing. I can't get, picture you doing it. Why did you to crawl now?
8: I don't get home. They're they're in bed by the time I get home. You don't see my, your kids at all until not drug until day? Saturday uh, morning. That's hangover day. And then I yeah. play. I play with them on Saturday morning and what you, Sunday. What do you play? Guess who I am? <laughs> Remember me? No, we start off with a little Nintendo Wii. And uh they like to watch me play the Mario Brothers game, you know, that type of stuff.
9: All right, so you're, you're not good dad. you're not Thanks. playing with them. They get to watch you play.
8: They love it cuz it's like watching a cartoon and the noises and the and the music. They love to watch me play. Their nickname for you should be older brother dad. <laughs> I I think I saw the same study, and it's b- mainly because women are finally getting better education, and that's why they're getting uh, better jobs. There's more women
3: getting educated than men.
8: Yeah, that's the case. I mean, But, you, you, you know, I don't know why this surprises
3: us. Remember when you're in first grade, second grade, third grade, all through elementary school, the smart kids were always the girls. Yes. And the boys were fucking retards. Then somehow we're supposed to believe that after school boys get smarter. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, we're not smart at school, but we're way smarter at like, running businesses and stuff. At life. We're smart at life. But um, Yeah, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that somehow those stupid boys from first grade eventually p- pass the fucking smart uh, thing, uh, smart girls. What happens is they don't, we know we can hit them. That's the only thing that we're fucking smart at is hitting people, uh, Mike in Toronto. You're on fez.
10: How you doing, boys? Yeah. Dave, uh, I'm a part-time stay-at-home dad,
15: and uh, y- you make it sound like it's really easy,
3: uh-huh. but it's
15: not. You're gonna teach them how to crawl? what do you do the other the other eight hours a day?
3: Well, let me let me tell you this. This is how little I know. Dave is even connected with that, because when he has the kids. He tells me he's been babysitting them. He goes, I had to babysit the kids. I go, You're yeah. not the babysitter, you're the fucking father. <laughs> yeah. You say that if you say that to your
15: wife, you're gonna babysit the kids, you get your balls pulled off. I'm to tell you're you never something babysitting your own kids.
3: I'm gonna tell you something right now, Mike. I would think for a fucking guy, it would be not only difficult but next to impossible oh, to really? be the stay at home dad.
15: Yeah, it's difficult. I'm not doing it by choice. I'm in between jobs right now. So uh, you know, I'm actually looking forward to uh, getting back out there and working full time. If you can believe that,
3: yeah, I can take a fucking break away from that goddamn nightmare of wondering how hungry and dirty the children are. It's too hard. Yeah, that's... it's too fucking hard to keep up with them. You turn, you'll have like little kids with you. You you're in a room, and you turn around, and somehow their faces are fucking filthy.
8: Yeah, that that's it's part... fucking
3: impossible.
8: The the uh, changing uh, part I really don't like. I will admit that. Like Juliana, my daughter is now eating actual food, turkey and sandwiches, sandwiches and so mozzarella she sticks. She's like man. She's having real <laughs> shit. And it's like, yeah. what kind of fucking <laughs> horror is this? That I have to clean another human's shit. Yeah, it's that a, part is is a nightmare. He,
3: he's right. Like if they're just like breastfeeding and all,
8: mm-hmm. it's fine.
3: Yeah, that there's nothing. In and out. Yeah, two swiper Yeah, and you know? swipe. But once they start eating real food. It is like just...
8: Uh, I might uh, as well wipe Pepper's ass. Yeah, it's like Pepper's <laughs> shoe's <shit his> pants. <laughs> right, I have to go do it again. It's that, it's disgusting. The sad that thing is, you must
9: wait till the last possible moment. I mean, the kid's messed their diaper, but you probably still want to put it off as long as you can.
3: Uh, Don in Alabama, you're on a fez. Hey, buddy.
15: I'm yeah. a stay-at-home dad, and I can't wait till the wife walks in the door and just says, here, it's fucking difficult.
3: How old are the kids? Two and a half. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> what do you what do, do you... with them all day?
8: Sports I center? I play
15: with them. I, he reads. He wants stories read to them all day long. What is yeah, that
3: yeah. with the fucking yeah. read to me I'm shit? I can't
8: do that. What do right. you? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll rethink this. I'm not going to be reading a lot. First of all, their books are so boring. But their books blow. It's always like, oh, about the fucking... I am get again. I'm a caterpillar. I'll be a butterfly soon. We get it. We've heard it before. You ever read that Good Night, Moon? No. They just fucking walk around
3: and say goodnight to everything that they fucking say. There's no other plot besides goodnight lamp, goodnight to... Yeah. They're like,
8: motherfucker. I don't like those time books. I like the books, to just picture books, and then I point and I say, what's that? And hopefully she'll say, like, it's an owl. And I go, yeah. It is. You got <laughs> it. <So laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> now correct, 50 <laughs> <laughs> points. <laughs>
3: um, here's Keith. Keith, you're on first. Hey,
11: guys. Yeah, I've been a stay-at-home dad for about, I guess, four years now, and it's, it's really cool. I enjoy it. I don't miss driving to Beltway every day and that kind of stuff.
3: What's your chick do for a living?
11: Uh, she does video for uh, the, the uh, DIA, government job.
3: Right, so she's making decent money, but not unbelievable money.
11: Right. We were both had good careers in video, and it just came to a point where, you know, our kids were starting school, and we were both, I was traveling a lot, and we decided, you know, do we want strangers taking care of our kids? And she made more money than me and had, you know, good old government benefits, so I decided to stay, you know, we made the decision for now, me to stay home.
3: Are you really working it as a stay-at-home dad, or are you? Yeah. I mean, you're taking really, care You. <laughs> well, you're fucking well, on the
12: sweeper and shit. You it's great. I do the laundry, I
3: you know,
11: I will make dinner, I do all that. And It'd be the too best hard. I'll to listen stuff. to you guys all day.
3: Yeah, I, I I I couldn't do it. I think it's too fucking hard for me. It's too fucking hard.
9: Any one of those things is really just a one-day deal. You have like laundry day, then you're going to throw in vacuuming and cooking on top of that?
3: You have to do all and that stuff. And taking the kids. And here's what you don't understand, Fez. You live by yourself. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what fucking laundry is compared to, like, Dave's family's laundry. You know what I mean? Yes. That's fucking... Not only do a fucking kids... Uh, is it extra loads? They're fucking going through stuff constantly. And then you gotta get stains out. They're like Madonna.
8: Like, they, my, my kids have at least yeah. three or four costume changes a day. It's like share.
3: Uh, Rod in Alabama. You're a running fez.
11: Hey, buddy. No, I'm a
5: stay-at-home dad. I'm um, actually still working, but uh, you know, they get sick and you got to leave work, and <laughs> you, you don't really have a life. <clears throat> Plus, my wife's in California.
3: What is she doing there? Working. So you're, you don't even have a chick coming home at night.
5: No. See, I, 24 I, hours a day.
3: And how old are the kids?
5: Nine and six.
3: Yeah. I, I, I would be worried she wasn't coming back. I would fucking be <laughs> calling her and saying, seriously, if you ain't coming back, I'm leaving too. Just know that. That uh, would be too much for me. And what are you going to do? Like, when now when the one who's nine comes home, you're trying to just, like, talk to him. Like, tell me, how was your day today? <laughs> <laughs> seriously this- you believe this that after all these years the republican seat now in, in mass it was a democratic seat for what 50
8: years And then you turn your head to the left talk to a six year old you're like do you like finger painting I couldn't do that is that what you like huh I couldn't fucking do that at all
3: <laughs> I know one thing the only way I would be able to do it if the kids stayed up all night and then slept during the day I'd, I'd flip the fucking script and just say
8: we don't Sleep until dawn. Well, that happens in my household. You like to go the opposite direction? No, I mean, they, they voluntarily will refuse to sleep at this point. Both of them? Uh, Julianne's been getting up lately, and then Stanley doesn't want to sleep. Doesn't want to. I have a suspicion that he might have a cocaine problem. You think everyone does. This whole cocaine
3: thing, just fucking... After I read the story, I'm yeah. thinking my son is into it. I know, Beanie. Uh, Bruce Sherman Fez.
0: Hey, what's up guys? How are you today?
3: Uh just hearing got... a nightmare of like fe- uh, Dave's kids.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, kids are a blessing and a nightmare. Uh as long as you get get a little quiet time, like at least like uh two hours in the afternoon, mm-hmm. you're good to go. Like nap time. Then you can uh go and check out all your porn, jerk off, do all that, get it over with, and then uh get dinner ready or get their uh, afternoon snack ready. Of course, after washing your hands.
3: Um, I, I, <laughs> I, it just seems like the toughest thing in the world to me. Uh, Josh, Delaware, you're on Ron Fez.
5: Joe buddies. Um, a couple weeks ago,
16: I, I think it's a couple weeks ago, Ron, you were talking about a movie called She's Having a Baby. Um, you said that every man should watch it if they're thinking about having kids. Uh, my wife and I, we've married two years. We're starting to think about kids. I saw the movie, and now I'm just, I'm torn and pretty much scared shitless.
3: Uh, That movie, to me, was fucking dead on.
15: It definitely was.
16: It was
3: dead on. And uh, at the end of that movie, you just see him almost getting smaller and smaller, (laughs) instead of bigger and bigger. (laughs) Uh, Here is uh, Matt in Connecticut. You're on my first.
11: Hey, Ron. Hey, and I got a three month old son, and, uh, my wife the other day had to run out for a couple hours, so I'm watching him and I'm giving him a bath and all that stuff. And, uh, she comes home and I'm trying to explain to her how, like, how hard it is to give him a bath and all this stuff. She looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot because she does that shit every day. Well, yeah. I'm getting no sympathy from
3: her. Yeah, I, I know. And here's the thing. And Dave, you remember, like, when your kids were really little. Oh, yeah. If your chick left, you were, uh,. Kind of um, looking out the window for the wife to finally get home.
8: Very panicked and uh, I refused to would change I would refuse to change their clothing because that to me is one of the more difficult jobs. When they're that small, you feel like you're just gonna break every every single bone in their arm just by lifting it the wrong way to put a shirt on. Uh-uh. And then when you can't put their heads through the fucking neck hole without thinking they're going to suffocate. I've just mm. murdered my child.
3: Um, here's Troy in Jersey. You're on Manifest.
4: Hey, Ronnie. Uh, all these guys who are stay-at-home dads with, you know, four, five, six-year-olds, they're having the time of their life, they take them to Chuck E. Cheese, they take them to the beach. They have no idea what they're in for. I have a 16-year-old or 14-year-old. They don't speak to me. And I was the stay-at-home dad after the dot-com bust. I was in computers. And when these kids tell you you were just the biological dad, they don't remember all that shit when they were four, five, and six.
3: These guys have no clue what
4: they're in for.
3: Oh, all right, now, ouch. who who tells you you're just the biological dad? Your, your kids? These kids, yeah.
4: So imagine I'm, I'm the stay-at-home dad from, say, 99 to 01. You know, like, right around the dot-com, but a little right. later than 99. And then, you know, divorce... And, uh, I, I had my, um, you know, I got another job, moved someplace and now I'm totally fucked.
3: Yeah. Uh, and so the kids want nothing to do with you now?
4: Uh, since November, they've wanted nothing to do with me.
3: Yeah. To me, you're better off. I mean, that's really the great thing is when the, uh, kids want nothing to do with you at all. You're just like, okay. <laughs> all
9: right. <laughs> Now I can get fucking started fresh. <laughs> I can take a nap.
3: Because your kids have nothing to do with you, right?
9: Well, I don't have any children, Ron. And you're not you're not sweating that, right? No.
3: I will And never... that would be exactly the same as your kids not having anything to do with you. <laughs> There's no difference.
9: I um, I will never have children. I couldn't am- these stories, I couldn't imagine me and a child both staying at home, both of us sobbing, <laughs> you uh, know, at the same time. It would be insanity to me for I, me to try to bring a kid into my life.
3: I love people's pride in not being able to do something like, <laughs> no, won't be a part of
8: that. The kid's sobbing, too?
9: Well, if a baby starts crying and I start crying because oh. I can't get the baby to stop crying...
3: And especially if a baby fucking just looks up at Fez and thinks Kenny Rogers has a high-pitched voice, of course the baby's going to start crying.
9: My only goal would be to raise that child old <laughs> enough to start taking care of me.
3: Uh, what's uh, being put out here?
9: Oh, just Stevensinger.com and stevensinger jewelers in philadelphia at the other corner of eighth and walnut they've got the perfect holiday gift for valentine's day this is a real long stem rose dipped in twenty four karat pure gold from steven singer jewelers they last forever and come with a lifetime guarantee very unique very special valentine's gift and it's only fifty nine dollars just fifty nine dollars for this beautiful rose dipped in twenty four pure karat gold free beautiful gold gift box that it's sent in, a personalized free gift card from Steven Singer Jewelers, and free shipping in the continental United States for any item bought at Steven Singer Jewelers. Three ways you can go here. You can go to the store in Philadelphia, the other corner of 8th and Walnut, meet Steven Singer. You can go online at the website IHateStevenSinger.com or if you feel like you need some more help, you get a free personal shopper by calling 1-888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. These roses, they're perfect for Valentine's Day. Again, it's a real long-stem rose dipped in 24-karat pure gold. Lasts forever and has a lifetime guarantee. These things sold out last January, so you want to make sure you get your order in before Valentine's Day. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com.
3: We'll uh, take a break here. Uh, When we get back, let's give something out by Steven Singer. Fez, what do you got to give away today?
9: We have a $250 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card. Really? Yeah. You can use it at the website. You can use it in the store. $250 on a gift card from Steven Singer Jewelers.
3: All right, why don't we do this when we get back? I want all you guys to think about it. The one that got away. The one that got away. And that could be the that either you fucked it up with or... And this is one... That even if you don't feel that in your life, you know in your life there was some fucking broad out there that you didn't have the balls to approach, that you knew would be perfect for you, or you kept her as a friend when you really wanted her as more. The one that got away, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez Uh, Fez will take care of you with a gift card, and who knows, maybe Valentine's Day, you send send her something nice. You never know. Right back and pick this up it's the Ron Fair Show.
7: But check it out, he's gonna get a huge settlement out of this. Like seven figures. He's getting out of the hospital tomorrow, he's gonna throw a big party this weekend and celebrate. We're all invited. I'm thinking I might take that new chick from logistics. If things go well, I might be showing him my O face. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh.
1: In the time of
3: It's the- a Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Tanley, Eastside Dave McDonald. Doing a giveaway here, Fez, what do you have?
9: Got a $250 gift card from Steven Singer Jewelers, just in time for Valentine's Day. You can use it at the store or online at mm. Uh Fez, yesterday,
3: you're judging? hmm. Way off. I'm going to see which one of these two will I make the judge today? I'm going to go with Eastside David McDonald. Oh, you are yes. now the judge. Yes. So judge wisely, my friend. All right, the question today, and we're going to dig in uh, deep here the one that got away. Davey Mack, I know you've talked about the one that got away from you. She had to go back to Britain. Oh, there's another one, too. And, of course, the one that got away from uh, Chris Stanley, and that's when he was drinking on a boat, dropped the (laughs) bottle, he dove down to the bottom of the (laughs) Long Island
8: Sound, still couldn't find it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Gone forever. Well, you can always
8: buy another bottle Captain Morgan's, don't worry. Um... Why? What was the one that got away for you? Well, no. There was always this one that has always kind of stayed in my mind. The one that got away was uh, I was working at a bar, and uh, I was 25, 24 maybe, and she was 17, Brazilian. Brazilian Julie? really, Really great looking. Had a crush on me. But A, the boss said workplace romances were forbidden. B, she was underage. And I never made a move. And I always thought that was stupid. She was great. She had beautiful breasts, beautiful face. And I, never, and, and I think, why, why shouldn't I have gone for it? Who cares if I was underage? What is this? I'm like Jack Nicholson, one flew to cuckoo's Nest. I wasn't going to get arrested. Yeah, that's not the one that got away. That you've... She got away because I always thought, I think about her. She wanted me. She was me. a child. She was 17. I was 24. And, I did not think she was.
9: In your example, <laughs> got away means escaped.
3: Somehow she got out of that pit <laughs> and took my dog <laughs> with her. All right, here is uh, David. David Queen, John Fez.
15: Hey, buddy. I'm just calling about the one that got away. Um, Pretty much when I was uh, 21
11: years old, I was going out with a chick that I was going to law school. Awesome girl. Cute girl. Awesome in bed. And the thing is, I let her get away because I wanted the other pussy. Now, what I've learned with this whole experience is every girl after her was that shit
6: crazy. I Mm -hmm. can never find anybody to compare to her.
3: It's a very interesting thing, too. It's like, it's not that she was the wrong girl or you did anything wrong. It was just the wrong time. You're definitely going in the finals for this one. For just that thing of how many times have you met the right person but maybe she just started dating someone right before that you started dating Mm. someone before that or you were just coming off of a long bad fuck relationship and be like well I want to party a little bit and by the time you get back she's gone or in the case of Dave uh, you were born in the wrong decades, where Dave was <laughs> 35 and she was 12, wow. and it's just wrong. Um, here is Daryl, South Carolina. You're on of Fez.
10: What's up, buddy? Uh,
14: 20 years old, 21 years old. Started working at a restaurant. You know, we were all into the party scene. Met this girl that worked there. We hung out, like, every night. She would tell me everything about every guy she dated, had sex with, was telling me what she was like in the bed that she was a squirter, this automatically turned me on. We partied, drugs, I mean, never, ever made the move, always wanted to, would jack off about her at night, you know, thinking about her. And she met a guy on the Internet that was in the military. She disappeared somewhere towards the East Coast, like Wilmington or somewhere like that.
3: Sure. Going to live large.
14: Lost contact. Don't know... What happened to her? Uh, constantly looked for um, her on Face, Facebook, But she Twitter. she
3: actually was with everybody but you. Yeah, pretty much. All right. But, uh, what do you think of
8: him, David Mack? I liked it. It was very bittersweet. Very, very sad. But it almost is like he was the pussy. <laughs> but that is her getting away.
9: When he said that she met the military guy, I was thinking she went overseas, not to Wilmington.
3: Uh, here's Evan. Evan in Colorado, you're on Ronna Fez. How you doing, Ronnie B. Yeah. Uh
5: yeah, this one's uh about a girl. It started um when I was eleventh in eleventh grade and ended when I was a senior in college. And basically we were on and off forever. She was the sister of my best friend, so I was always the guy she was in love with, totally abused it. You know, I would fuck around, Mm -hmm. go back and forth to her until one day I realized how great this chick was. She was a perfect 10. Um, Long story short, you know, the off and on kept going on. She calls me up one time when I'm a senior in college to go up and see her while she's at school. I go up there and uh, great time. She wants me there. She totally wants to get back together. We're totally in love again get drunk, go to the club, hook up with one of her roommates, and then the next night, go to a party. where hammer drunk. She's driving. She's a DD. I'm, I'm in the backseat with her best friend, hook up with her best friend. She ends up finding out that's the end of it, and she got away.
3: Well, let's face it, you pushed her away. <laughs> yeah, well, I... You did everything you could to push her away, and then when she was gone, you're like, what happened <laughs> what happened there exactly. and, and that's why i like him dave he's an honest one okay because we have all chased away the fucking good ones we've all chased away the good ones yep um here is let's go over to um matt in boston Your are
6: hey how's it going ronnie uh, yeah, one point I try to make it as short as possible. Started out in high school, uh, sophomore year, dated three fantastic years, graduated together. Ended up uh two summers after we graduated, my uncle got us a job on Nantucket working at a golf club over there. It was ideal living on our own, you know, drinking, partying the summer on Nantucket, couldn't get any better. Ends up my uh thirty eight year year old uncle uh, and her end up fucking. She's uh, 19 at the time, so twice her mm-hmm. age. Um, needless to say, that ended everything for a while. We didn't talk for a year or two, but uh, you know, we always still had feelings for each other. Got back together again for a while, on and off, on and off, on and off. I'm 30 years old now. Uh up about a year and a half ago, we went through periods where we were either talking or we weren't talking. It happened to be a period where we weren't talking. Uh, she called me to hang out one night. I was with another girl at the time. You know, would have hung out with her if I wasn't with the girl that I was with at the time. Uh, three days later, she rolls her car off a of 93, dead.
3: Oof.
6: Yeah, she got away.
3: If only that happened before she fucked your uncle. 866 <laughs> run 0 fez 866 run 0 fez the one that got away. Here is uh, Ken. Ken, you're on a fez. Hello. What can we do for you, Ken?
7: Oh, this is Tim. I'm sorry. Uh, Hi,
3: I'm buddy. just gonna. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, let's go over here to. Um, let's go to Craig. Craig, you're on a fez.
17: Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, after my first marriage, I just uh, split up with my first wife. I went to work at a casino, and uh, I was working with this girl at a casino. We became really, really good friends. One of those you go party with, kind of friends with benefits. And we really became good friends, but because I was still kind of, you know, not wanting to get into a relationship, and she was begging all the time, you know, wanting to hook up, and I just didn't do it. And when I, about a week before uh, I finally decided... Apparently, my little brother asked her out on a date, and they ended up dating. Now they're married. She's got a wonderful job. Just treats him like a king, man. And so every time I see them, I got to sit there and go, man, that is the one that got away.
3: Have you ever let on to your brother or her? Uh, he, he knew, I mean, but he
17: didn't know at the time that, like, I had feelings. He thought we were just good friends, you know, and I never, I never let on to it, really, because I was still kind of hurting over my ex. But we were just such good friends, you know, I just... You know, after the relationship I had with my first wife, I just didn't want to screw it up, you know, so I kind of kept it at that angle. And then about the time, you know, I started really mulling it over, on like, yeah, I should get with this girl. You know, she takes good care of me, shows up, you know, helps me out. I mean, and uh, it was just too late. You know, once she got with my little brother, I mean, it's family. I couldn't do nothing. So, yeah, definitely that one got away. It still hurts to talk about it.
3: Oh, that's a good one. David Mack, he's got to go in the finals. For and sure. then And now he's also doing the right thing. For sure. Swallowing it. Swallowing that pain. Yeah. Swallowing it like there's nothing left. Uh, here's um, here's uh, Mike. Mike in Maryland. You're my face.
14: Hey, guys. Thanks for putting me on at that last one. I got nothing on him. Uh, yeah, um, I've been with my chick for a while now and her
5: sister, and I kind of had like a little thing going Um And every time we're around each other, we're always kind of waiting for, like, one of us to bring something up or kind of, like, start it, you know what I mean? Get the thing going, but it's just tough because how do you do do that, you know, with family? How do you make that crossover? So it's almost like I watch her date these douchebags, and she's really into me at the same time, and I'm into her and everything. It's killing you. Yeah, what do you do? I mean, you're just watching her, you know, get these fuck-ups constantly. And, uh, you know, you could have something if you do it. Dave, you were
3: telling me this goes on with your chick's brother, right? That you have feelings for him, but you don't want to do anything because it's family. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, you must. He's
5: underage, so you it should makes say it something. Listen,
3: okay. the, the sister's underage.
5: No, no, no. I was joking. I was okay,
3: a all right. Oh yeah, he goes in the finals. He's doing the right thing. He's not. He's not crossing the line. <laughs> okay, but doesn't that remind you of yourself? What you're going through? There's parts of it. <laughs>
1: Hey, did you ever have one that really got away or just you just love this chick you are so much now? I love this chick so much that I have now. But there was one broad that uh, I was fucking around with before I started dating my girlfriend. Uh huh. Whatever, she was cool. It's like fish. She had nipple rings. But, sure. uh, I don't know. I was just, I, she realized how much of a fucking crazy animal I was. It was like, no thanks, buddy. Romantic.
3: I know one that got away for you because, uh, you're just too in love with your chick now. Who? I love her. Huh? Who? Uh,. One, let's just say one of the chicks that works over on the Martha channel.
8: Oh, God, that little Cindy.
3: <laughs> uh, here is. Um, let's go over here to. Uh, let's go to James. James Armand Fez.
15: Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Unstandard, yeah, I've, uh, I have had this issue forever and a day. Uh, young lady, sophomore year of high school, kind of fell madly in love with her. And then, of course, junior year high school, family got transferred overseas. So uh, we kept a long distance, you know, just a, a pen pal tech relationship. As soon as I moved back to college, thought maybe, possibly. And unfortunately, she uh, was dating everybody around. Uh, we lived outside of the states, which didn't help much. I uh, hooked up with her once and then uh, ended up, after college, getting a job out of state. And, uh, that's when she dropped the bombshell. She had written a book about us and all this, you know, She wrote a
8: book stuff. about, you know, this is Manhattan? Yeah, she wrote this bizarre <laughs> it's
15: young lady embarrassing, this story man. about us. Uh, <laughs> just how we were separated for years and then got back together, even though we had each had our own families and I mean, just really weird shit. So I moved out of state, uh, moved back shortly after a month that didn't work out, and uh, thought, all right, I'm fine with the same town, we'll be able to get together after that little revelation on her part, and uh, found out she's engaged to marry some ex-cop who uh, is bald and, and lost his job as a cop because he's black.
3: I want to read the book. I don't understand your point of view. I definitely do want to read the book, though. Finals for you, uh, yes. Dave?
8: Too much good stuff. Ex-cop, the, this book. And it's documented. He tried to run him over with the car. It was foggy out. Uh, here's
3: Wayne. Wayne in Rhode Island. You're on Fez.
11: Hey guys, uh, back when I was like 18,
14: I my buddy's uh, sister. I really liked her a lot, and he forbid me to go out with her. So I went to UNLV, came back, and then we went. I hadn't seen her in like 11 or 12 years. Ran into her a couple of months ago, and she asked me how come she never. I mean, I never went out with her
11: because she really liked me, wanted to be with me, and I explained to her well, the problem. And now she says she's married. So yeah. I guess that. No.
3: And that's because you're all too pussy to stand up to your buddy.
14: Yeah, well, you know, I've known him for a long time, man.
3: Yeah, you've known him so long, you let him fuck up your life. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he here's con- the deal. He doesn't think you are good enough for his sister. How could that be your fucking friend? Well, he probably knows I was a player back then.
8: <laughs> I, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Anyone who says I was a player no. definitely was not. Uh, but seriously,
3: if someone's like, I'm your friend. And you're not good enough for my family. You're like, what the
8: yeah. fuck are you talking about? You're not good enough to be my friend now, dick. Fuck you. Oh, I like I the comeback that you had. That <laughs> no. was fucking perfect. I've never had that situation. What
3: about like what fucking uh, Hicks said to that girl? You got nipple rings. you like, you're into fish. Why not fucking spend a little time with Hicks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? The Fuck. <laughs> Take this ecstasy. Have you ever, seriously, have you ever fucking been with a woman who doesn't look like she just fell into a tackle box?
1: Yes. I, yes. You know. Points.
3: It He fucking dates snags. They all look like fucking hooks have just accidentally went through them. All right, I'm the only one ever fished. No one ever heard of fucking snagging before. Um, let's go over here to uh, AJ. AJ, you're on my face. What's up,
4: buddy?
11: um what's up buddy
3: nada what can we do for you
11: i got the one that got away man i was in high school freshman year through junior year i was in love with this girl and i was too big a pussy to ever even say anything to her so one night i'm heading home and uh i noticed that there's a car in an accident behind my house i pull over and uh it was her and a bunch of her friends so uh called nine one one, get them out of the car get them water everything they need and um She thanked me everything the next Monday at school, and I was still too big of a pussy to ever even ask her out. And uh, she graduated that year, and she was gone, and that was it.
8: What do you think of that one, Dave? I like it. I do, because uh, it was a great story. Then why not capitalize on this? But he let her go. She really did get away. Did you imagine? I mean, he rescued a girl. That's pretty fucking great. Uh, Mark in Jersey,
3: you're on Ron Fez. Hey,
16: buddy, how you doing? Okay. I, uh, I'll, tr- I'll try to make this quick. I, uh, when I was a freshman in college, I met this woman, and I instantly fell in love with her. It was kind of like the universe was playing tricks on me because every time I had a class, she was in my class. Um, you know, she had a boyfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend. Whenever she was single, I had a girlfriend. Um, anyways, we finally start the date four years later. It, like, it was amazing when I was a senior. The sex was incredible. Yeah, I'd never been attracted to a woman so much in my life. Um, she received a job offer on the West Coast right after college, and we were still kind of new, so I couldn't, you know, really make a case for her to stay, uh, you know, on the East Coast. She didn't know that I, I was, like, completely in love with her for four years, so I right. ended up leaving. I stay on the East Coast. Um, you know, time goes by and whatever. She's engaged, I'm engaged. And now, just this past weekend, which, which blows my mind as this conversation came up, she sent me an instant text, because we still text back and forth occasionally, and it turns into pretty much, I don't like my fiancé, I, I wish to God I never left you on the East Coast, I still love you and I want to be with you. So now here I am, with a fiancé, right? not knowing what to do, because the one that got away wants to come
3: back. Right. It's killing me. And people wonder why Dave is so paranoid about texting.
8: (laughs) There you go. Out of nowhere. Yep.
3: See? Now, here's the deal. When they stay in touch with exes. What if they just happen to catch her on a bad fucking day? When you've been acting like a dick.
8: Yeah. Exactly. I don't like the texting. Too much. Well, at least you like that girl, Michelle, that you made up yesterday. No, I don't like her either. You made her up. I didn't make her up. I heard from seven people that you did. Seven people? Yeah. Yeah, well, they don't know my wife as well as they, they probably think.
3: Hmm.
8: Maybe I told uh, gave her the wrong name, but I'm pretty sure her name is Michelle. <laughs> you don't know for sure? No. My wife keeps this uh, th- this friend of hers at, at a far distance. Eddie in Los Angeles, Sharon on first.
11: Hey, guys. Uh, so I was completely in love with this chick. I'm 38 now, and I was ready. Started talking marriage Moving in All that stuff She freaked out And ran away uh, But I'm a musician I do alright with it And I wrote her this song Produced it Arranged it It was beautiful Sent it to her Got her back She's been back For like a month And she's leaving again As of like 10 minutes ago She's out
3: Get the fuck out
11: I Swear to god man
3: Even after the nice song And everything The song is so
11: damn good Ronnie You wouldn't believe it
3: you get, Send me this copy of the song
11: What's the email
3: uh, Hold on Hicks Talk to this guy I'm telling you, these fucking... these Romance is hard. It's a fucking hard
8: thing. It's work. You think it's work? Well, that's what they say on Dr. Phil, but I mean, yeah, I... Is Dr. Phil still on? There's some validity yep. to it. I never saw it.
3: Mm-hmm. It's been on for years, but I didn't know it was a, still a hit.
8: There's things you have to work at, sure.
3: What's the best fucking song you ever heard about fucking... Uh, men and women together.
8: Uh, I'm partial to Allison by uh, Elvis Elvis Costello. Costello. And then um, Mick has written some um, Mick and Keith have written some incredible shit like Ruby Tuesday is another one that I think is extremely bittersweet. Just gorgeous. Really? Yeah. Love that.
3: I never never take it that way. Now this is almost about after the fact. Yeah.
2: i seeing you after so long, girl
13: And with the way you
3: look I understand oh, that you were not impressed I heard you let that little friend of mine Take off your party dress and He's brilliant get too Hicks, what's the best? What's the best song ever written about men and women? You don't have one. No, I no. don't. All your stuff is so fucking punk. It has nothing He's to do soulless. with it. soulless. All right, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to go off the grid a little bit here. I'm going to go the somewhat forgotten Dramarama and Anything Anything. And aren't they oh. your Jersey Boys originally? Dramarama was. Yeah. Remember that song, Anything Anything? I don't remember Anything Anything. All right, listen to this song. Listen to the fucking lyrics. I don't say it.
17: Come what is it
2: tonight.
3: It's my favorite part of the whole song. Actually reminds me of young Clara (laughs) a little bit. I love how in the middle of the song, the guy just ends up fist-fighting her old man. A fucking song should just be called Crazy Pussy. Anything, anything, anything. The one that got away, that's the story. Here's Paul, Paul New Jersey. You're on a run of Fez. Paul, once, twice. Lost your buddy. Here is, uh, let's go to Chris in Ontario. You're on Fez. Hey. Hey.
17: Hey, I'm calling about the story.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: What do you got? Okay, so uh, she was my first kiss, and I had a crush on her through high school, and then I moved away. And then 13 years, later, 13 years later, we meet up on Facebook, and we start this little crazy little thing for six months, crazy sex. She even glued my balls to a sheet one time with candle wax. And uh, just playing it out, turned out to be friends. And then at New Year's, we uh, did a bad batch of Coke. And she told me how she missed me and everything. And how I was the most important guy in her life. It is so fucking
3: act. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking nuts how this... Uh... She uh, glued my uh, balls to a sheet. <laughs> then we ended up just becoming friends. Then we did a, a batch of Coke. Uh, Joel in Pennsylvania, you're on Fez.
5: Hey, 25 years ago, ninth grade, uh, me and this chick were just kind of like you were really into each other, but she had a boyfriend, and every time she broke up with him, he'd ball. So anyway, I got kicked out of high school. Haven't seen her in 25 years. I've thought about her on and off. Last Monday, I'm sitting here watching TV. I get a text message for, from Facebook saying she friend requested me. I've been talking to her since last Monday again, and we're meeting up this Saturday. I haven't seen her in 25 years. And I was totally in love with this chick. But you know, I moved Fuck out Facebook.
3: of town and Facebook is a destroyer yep. of lives. Some of <laughs> I the- don't know
15: what to think, man. I'm scared
8: to
3: death. It some of this shit should stay in the past. Am I wrong here?
8: No. This is yeah. You know what Facebook
3: Facebook has turned the planet Earth into high school. <laughs> where you can't fucking get away. Cause remember like when like in high school where, like, you would get with some new chick, and you'd be fucking feeling good about it. And you're walking down the hall, and then there will be the, your ex-girlfriends and their friends at different... fuck. And you're like, oh, man, where can I fucking go and work this act where it seems new? You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Uh-huh. How can I fucking just, you know, play out the same old fucking act, but in front of a new audience? <laughs> then you're like, oh, I know. I'll get out of this fucking town. I'll move around Earth a little bit. <laughs> and now what happens? Facebook fucking takes it all back again. You can't fucking run from the past. It fucking follows you.
9: It's the legalized talking.
3: Here is um, let's go over to, here to Ron. Ron in New York. you're a How
0: you doing guys? Yeah. So I'm, se- I'm 17 and there's this girl. She's a friend of mine. She's a total popular girl. She dates all the, the basketball players. She's been on MTV a couple times. I never thought I had a shot with her. So we go to this party one night, and she stayed over at my house, and she, we watched the movie. She's like, oh, I'm scared. Could you come sleep in the bed with me? So I get up. I go sleep with her. She goes, wrap your arms around me. I'm a little cold. So I wrap my arms around her. Never made a move. I'm such a pussy. I totally you I regret it to this day.
3: Yeah, I can't even and fucking she, imagine that.
0: She's hot and rich. I was so I was so unexperienced. I didn't know what to do. It's like and the I girl was saying, it,
3: now put the tip of your dick on the bottom of my lip there. Yeah, just there. Nowhere else. <laughs> I like so him they- though. He's telling the truth, at least. The MTV girl, who I believe was Martha Quinn, uh, he had a, every opportunity with her. Cute. Mm. Here is uh is James in South Dakota? You're on Fez.
14: Hey, Ronnie B. Hey. Um, I had this girl all the way through high school that I had a big time crush on. Uh, Finally got the courage to ask this girl out and uh, took her on a date. Everything I thought was going good. Um, we went to this party at one of my buddy's houses uh, that I worked with.
3: You and, end up blowing uh, your friend? What's that? You end up blowing your buddy?
14: Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fine. I <and, no>. sex <laughs> with her with a Dorito bag around his cock uh, as a condom. All
3: right, hold on. Your friend fucked her. But he didn't have a condom, so he wrapped a Dorito bag around his cock.
14: Yeah, that's right. And uh, then I had to hear
3: about it Monday
11: morning uh, when we got back to work.
3: Just fucking crazy South Dakota shit, huh?
11: Yeah, pretty much. I hope it was cool Ranch.
3: Mm.
14: Uh, I'm not quite sure what it was. was, was You're
3: you're definitely in the finals. Definitely in the finals in that one. Um it's fucking weirdness
8: out there, isn't it? It's weirdness. People do strange things. Fuck yeah, people do strange things. Especially when like sex is involved. You start using inanimate objects inappropriately.
3: I got news for you. Before I wrap a fucking Dorito bag around my fucking cock. You don't think I could say to a woman, "Would you fucking trust me that you're going to get this on the chin?" <laughs> What am I? I got no fucking uh, self-fucking knowledge here. I'm just going to start coming without knowing it.
8: Maybe the Relax. guy was afraid of uh, AIDS or something. Fuck. Give me AIDS before you give me
3: fucking Dorito <laughs> dust in my dick hole. That goes without saying. And if, if it was one of those... The fucking s- doctor's looking. You know, I don't know what it is, but uh, that <laughs> looks like fucking Dorito dust <laughs> up in the dick hole. And those little snack bags are kind of small. And here's the thing. You live in South fucking Dakota. The woman you fucking love fucked your buddy from work with a Dorito bag. (laughs) And this ain't reason enough to leave town. This is not reason enough for you to go, San Diego. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. What if I just drove there and stopped and seen what happened? (laughs) I'm amazed more people don't do that. Just fucking get in the car and go somewhere else. So, start over. Start fuck, Start at the bottom. So yeah. every fucking move feels like a good one. Because that's always great when you make that move like that and then you're going like this. Oh man, things are starting and I got a radio to listen to. <laughs> so things are really starting to go my way. You're all fucking happy because you bought like a couple of plates. <laughs> I'm really making this place homey. Why estate? stay and get fucking punished for the rest of your life? Uh, Scott in Atlanta, you're in Renifaz.
7: Hey guys, um, when I was 16, we had a uh, Norwegian exchange student just drop into the middle of this hick town that I lived in, and she was a perfect 10, kind of like an Anna Nicole Smith in guest jeans looking, and she was just unbelievable. And uh, one day she asked for a ride home. I was driving my dad's convertible jaguar he let me drive to school and i was like thrilled that she asked me to, to take her home but i i didn't have the balls to ask her out
3: was and this so, better off uh, dead isn't this the fucking movie we're dealing with here
7: <laughs> so a couple of weeks later i called her and it turns out she was leaving back to norway that same day and uh so i've been thinking about this my whole life and just last week she friended me on facebook and said she that did. she she wished that uh i would have asked her out oh so now, so now like, you know,
3: like, it's not even just your fucking ego telling you you fucked up. The girl's saying, you fucked up. That's right. Yeah, your best life's a disaster.
7: The <laughs> best thing about it, she used to just walk around her uh, host family's house in black lace bra and panties all the time. And the host family would just, this teenage boy would just come in and just talk nuts how he can't even live in his own house because this supermodel is walking around in underwear all the time.
3: And people going to start hosting more of these Norwegian girls. So, all right, Scott, sorry you fucked up. You know in quantum physics, when you have a decision well one of these quantum theories, but is when you have a decision to make between two things you've actually made both of them that there is a break where both things take place
8: <sighs> and so, then and then do they break in, into another pair like oh, one oh, of... over and over and oh, over golly there's Jesus an infinite Christ. amount
3: of it so somewhere out there in some fucking universe, you've done everything correctly. Jesus. Well, obviously there's one where you've done everything incorrectly. But there's one fucking universe where you can't make a bad move. And you didn't fucking pick that one for yourself. You didn't follow that fucking path. Boy.
8: That'd be crazy to think about Can you about. imagine
3: this? There's some fucking universe where people are going, how does Fez do it? How does he fucking I have his shit together so much? We got to pull you in here today, Fez. You haven't heard much from you.
9: Yeah. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Just a uh, just a long night. Yeah, just uh, just not sleeping anymore. And last night was getting zero. Some, getting some during
3: the
8: during the job.
9: I uh, don't mean to. No, mm.
8: fuck sleeping. None of us sleep anymore. What's bothering you?
9: Um, just uh, it was just a variety of things.
3: Open up the open up the vault a little bit. What's happening?
9: Oh, I got someone back in Florida who's calling me very upset. So, I deal with that. Sister? Yes.
3: Hmm. What's she upset about?
9: Just, um, things aren't working out for her. What's not working out? Her, her health is not working out, and she's having some trouble, and... Does she know that she, you're she, the worst person that she could call for help? She says it always makes her feel better when she calls me. Hmm. So I don't understand I mean I'm like if I wow, if I could do that with you, I should be able to do it to myself. Crutch jar. in an hour's
1: time. What'd you say? He said I used I mean that's a crutch, it's a rebel crutch. You put has to put a dollar in the jar. Oh we doing crutch jar now? There's mm-hmm. a the jar.
3: Hmm. I didn't know we were doing it. That was the thing that was gonna start yesterday.
9: Uh huh.
8: So what's the uh, what's the premise there? He's not allowed to say, you know, I mean, okay, or right. Um, in, uh, you know, in, in like, you know. like you just did now. Like you just <laughs> did now. it
9: be four dollars out of you, buddy.
8: <laughs> I'm just not my jar. <sighs>
3: Here's uh, Kevin in Florida. Here are on my face.
5: Yeah, Ron, when I was 18... I had a shot with this girl who was way the fuck out of my league. She was 17, hanging out with her one night. And I already paid That's for an abortion about six months earlier. Yeah. So I didn't have a rubber, and I was, got all nutted. She's going to let me fuck her anyways. And I was worried about getting her pregnant because I don't want to pay for another abortion. But now that I think about it, it would have been worth the $300. Never had a shot again with her.
3: Worst story ever, thanks. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ.
9: That's Here's- like the fetus that got away. Hi, Ronnie. How's it going? We're good.
10: Uh, My story is uh, I had a girl that I was madly
11: in love with all through high school. and Finally, after high school, we decided that we would get together. And uh, pretty much uh, we got along really well, but she kind of come from a little bit better background than what I did. Had a lot more money. And I was dirt poor, just dirt poor. And uh, didn't have a pop to piss in when to throw it out of. And anyways, we stayed together for a couple years. I'm just going to could do things right for her and uh my best friend had just graduated from law school so i put them two together and uh they ended up having children and i'm the godfather and everything i still have contact with them but it tears me up every time i think about you know where i came from and and what i did have and had to give it away because i just couldn't give her what she deserved wow
3: wow that's one of the wildest stories he loved her so much, he went out and found a decent person for him. And now he sees them both from afar. Could you do that, Dave? Oh, no. No, I but would what drag if you her knew, down. what if you knew Casey and the kids would be 100% happy? Could you fall on the sword for them?
8: No, I wouldn't. Uh, I would make them all fall on swords. We'd all fall on swords together. But we're going to ride this shit out like Billy Joel. We'll all go down together. I'm not gonna let them go with some other there's many other gentlemen who are probably more qualified, but that's not what we signed up for. So you're for sa- better or worse. But you get any of the better. It's always gonna be the worst. Occasionally. Oh,
3: huh, that's an interesting point. What about you, Hicks? Could you make the sacrifice for your chick?
1: I would. <laughs> that's good. I would. If I made her so fucking miserable that she had to fucking leave me to find happiness, I would because I fucking love her. I'd be miserable in the first place. I'm a miserable piece of shit anyway. True. So, (laughs) if if she had to fucking find someone else to make her fucking happy, go ahead, whatever. But yeah, I love her that much. Fuck. So you love her so much you'd push her away? I don't want to push her away, but not not like. But if that's the only thing that that could make her happy, eventual true happiness in her life, then I guess I don't. I wouldn't want to, but. If that I So the right thing to do, I guess.
3: Hicks has got me thinking. And I know Dave always does the wrong thing.
9: <laughs> what? I do That's the worst That's and better th- for worse.
8: It's not accurate. You seem a little more selfish to me than Hicks. Uh when it comes to my woman, absolutely. Yeah, I'll put on a black cadence when I say woman. Wasn't.
3: <laughs> Wasn't a black cadence at all.
8: <laughs> Wasn't? There
3: was no cadence to woman. <laughs>
8: I said it like, I go like this.
3: When it comes to my woman? Yeah. (laughs) It's not Black or Cadence. (laughs) It's neither. Oh, okay. All right. So Hicks is far more able to love than Dave.
8: I don't think so. I think I love them so much that, like, I will have us all go down with each other. But we'll at least be a family when we all
3: die. Like, it was the Titanic... Exactly. You would have them all get all in. drown.
8: We'd all drown together. We'd say, "Let's let's stand next to the, the stand next to the band." Nothing more romantic than a
9: murder <laughs> suicide involving the children.
2: Let's stand next to the band. Yeah,
8: because I'm not gonna deal with women and children. Leave and then there's old Dave standing there. See you later, family. <laughs> Fuck that. All I'll, right, here I'll, I'll tie him to the celloist if I have to. I think the celloist was scrambling for their own shit. <laughs>
3: I do. Uh, Here's Doug in Wisconsin. Who's the one that got away?
14: Hey, guys. When I was in the Air Force, I got stationed over in the Philippines for a year. Fell in love with this girl that was in uh, school for nursing. Beautiful, smart, very funny, great sense of humor. And uh, when I was about to get out out of the Philippines and come back to the States, my racist mother says, I don't want you coming home with one of those. And um I at eighteen years old I was young and, and uh unfortunately I listened to her and I left and never seen her again.
3: Oh. The fuck oh, how could a Filipino think that a white person isn't good enough? <laughs> Do you, I would actually have to say this. You get the whole white thing, right? <laughs> well, Let my fucking family make the decision, <laughs> not yours. We all fucked up. Yep. We've all fucked up at certain points. And the bad news is, you're probably going to fuck up again. You could be married for 38 years and be going like this. I wonder how I'm going to fuck this up. I know I I will.
8: There's some real doozies out here.
3: Here is uh, Blake in Wyoming.
14: Hey, buddies. Yeah. I got it right here. This chick—I was with a chick that's not the one for like three years. Loved her, blah blah blah. But this hot fucking chick was always trying to get me to leave the girl that I was with to be with her. But I didn't do it. Decided to try and be a good good guy. And this uh, chick ended up cheating on me. Long story short, the chick that got away is hot as fuck and is now a two-time Olympian or about to go to her second Olympics up in Canada. And I see her all the time, all over the hometown. Like she's in the papers because she's going to the Olympics. I see her in skiing magazines, like semi-nude uh, ads and
3: shit. What sport anyway, is hers? What's that? What sport is hers? Alpine skiing. Uh, and she's like, uh, a and super G and shit. Um, those skiing chicks are always fucking hot. Peekaboo. Oh, smoking, dude. Peekaboo, how old are you now that you're fucking bringing back the old references? She's still out there. She ain't going to the next Olympics. She's like fucking No, on I the mean, as a correspondent. The guy's fucking sitting here <laughs> trying to tell a story.
14: Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I see like semi-nude mag- magazine ads where she's modeling ski boots and shit. Oh, I got away. She was always trying to get me to dump this chick. That you I just couldn't keep up
3: with right? her on the fucking slopes is the problem. That would be much, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking bad. Where the chick is fucking uh, skiing backwards, looking at you like, "Hurry up, <laughs> let's fucking go." So, what else is bothering you, Watley?
9: Oh, just uh just a uh, numerous things of you know screwing up on the job. Still feel like I haven't come back from the vacation strong enough. Just a lot of things all piling up like firewood, and the match is getting ready to be dropped. Yeah.
3: Matches getting ready to be dropped. No doubt about it. Uh, here's Keith in Long Island.
10: Yeah, Keith. hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah. This one still hurts after 22 years. Um, I was married at the time, and so was she. And uh, I dreamt about this chick the night before I met her. I turned up at work. I was a sales trainer. Uh, my boss told me I'd go pick this chick up and train her. And uh, as I pulled up outside her apartment since she got in the car, she looked at me and said oh my god we're in trouble she'd had the same dream well needless to say we had a couple of months of crazy crazy in love i mean the stupid shit you know not sleeping not eating that type of thing she was in a relationship that she'd been in for about five years on and off and uh to try and cut a long story short we ended up having this crazy relationship like i said for a couple of months Run up to New Mexico together so I could meet her parents. Oh, and uh, we decided that uh, when we got back to California, we were both going to sprint with our you know, people that we were with, and we were going to make a go of it together. We even looked at houses and shit, man. It was that bad. And uh, we got back to California, and we agreed to wait a couple of days before we contacted each other so that we could get you know, some of the shit out of the way. I didn't hear from her. I finally found out she'd gone back to New Mexico that she'd gone back to the dude that she'd been with for all these years. So like a crazy ass, I jumped in the car in California and drive fourteen hours out to New Mexico and turn up at the doorstep and she comes out to see me, we sit in the car, we're crying, she tells me she's in love with me but she can't break this other guy. This is madness,
3: yeah. this is fucking
9: it's just madness.
3: crazy
9: You're going you're I definitely leave. going to the finals. It started to sounding like a flash forward at the beginning.
3: I can't even remember the beginning now. See, Fez, you, you act like I don't want to get involved in love because of these because you're afraid you'll
9: make mistakes. Right. Well, everybody makes mistakes. I know. This makes it seem so incredibly hard. Not even just not even the romance part of it, but the whole timing part of it. Where all these stories where it's like, she had to be here, I had to be there, and we separated. It seems like just being in the same locale is hard enough.
3: I don't understand. I don't understand what he's saying when he said locale.
8: I've never used that before in my life. I see it. I'll see you at see, the locale. seen the word on weather.com.
3: Uh, Justin, California, you're on the fence.
12: Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. How you doing? So, uh, I've been thinking about this one a lot since I'm getting married in June. But, uh, I guess on prom night, nobody told me this, but uh, I guess you're supposed to get laid. I think that's like the, uh, Man. thing that goes around. Right. So, uh, I had been hanging out with this chick, one of the most gorgeous girls in the school, and, uh, with, uh, my buddy and his girlfriend, Little I know, I was prepping her for months before prom. So she finally asked me, I go, and we're hanging out at my buddy's house with uh, his girlfriend. His girlfriend's house, rich as hell, um, gorgeous house. And I'm sitting there on the, <laughs> well, my buddy's banging his girlfriend upstairs. I'm sitting there on the couch next to this broad, and I had no clue. So clueless back Jesus. in high school, and I had no idea what was going
8: on. You were the
3: gay and, kid. Uh, you didn't even fucking know. <laughs> you were the gay kid.
8: <laughs> Dave, did you go on your prom? Yes. I'll, I'll did you get late? Back, you no, my prom day cool. actually ended up fucking another guy at the party. Not a great story. Tried Seriously? To, tried to black it out, yeah, for all these years. But the guy and you made me man? No, not No, not a friend of mine. It wasn't even a friend of mine. It was just another dude at the party who didn't even go to our school. Uh... The girl that
3: you dated, were you
8: dating her at the
3: time? No, I wasn't dating prom, her. go, like, oh, let's we'll
8: have somebody prom, go at Yeah, but at, at well, the same that's your time, fucking fault. At the same time, I hung, hung out with her before the prom and stuff. I had enough stuff that I thought I was going to get some action uh, at the prom. No. And she uh, she hooked up with somebody else. Well, I don't know. Just because the guy fucking played guitar. Like, big deal. So you can play a day in the life. That was a fucking great song. Uh, Nick, California, you're on Runa Fez.
17: Hey, how's it going, Ryan? Hey, buddy.
14: So I'm in the Army. I was stationed in Korea and uh, met up with this chick and started getting serious. We're going out for about four months. Then I get sent to Washington. And while I'm there, uh, her dad dies and I go to visit her. I tell her I want to marry her. And then I get deployed to iraq i'm buying a ring five thousand dollars i'm sending her letters every week calling her whenever i can i buy a plane ticket she's still in korea and as soon as i get back from iraq like a week before i'm supposed to go back to korea to visit her and propose she tells me she's leaving me
5: for another woman
3: well it's really unusual uh for a guy in the military to have a chick break up with him it's never really happened before <laughs> And history.
8: <laughs> Dear Nick.
3: <clears throat> Boy, there's a lot of them out there, Dave. You got a lot on your mind right now. Yes, I do. Well, there's a lot on the line here, too.
9: This is a $200, $250 gift card from Steven Singer Jewelers. That you can use it at com.
3: Why do we take a break here, Dave? When we get back, you're going to make your decision. Okay. Do me a favor. Make the best decision. I will. Nobody bother him, but I want you to pick the perfect one. Okay. I have it. Hopefully. Right back. It's the Run a show. It's
12: 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses.
13: Hit it. Yeah!
3: Fed show, uh, ready to get back to our contest. But, uh, are you saying uh, somebody's given us a call?
1: Yeah, Shirley Phelps, call Shirley Phelps Roper's called in. She heard about us playing, uh, no, Poker Face.
3: Oh, we were playing Poker Face by uh, her and her lovely daughter singing today. Uh, great voices in that family, fantastic voices. Here is uh, Shirley Phelps Roper. How are you, Shirley?
18: I'm, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing?
3: And happy New Year to you. Uh, thank you. Do you do you, uh, do you celebrate the New Year?
18: Well, no. <laughs>
3: no, don't do that.
18: No, it's not. It's not quite as. No, because it's such an idol for this nation. It's just an idol. It's just something that you do instead of serving God.
3: So you don't like any idols at all, like American Idol, bad. Nope. Right. Now, when you guys were singing Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Would you say she's an idol? Yes, absolutely. So is it wrong for you to sing her songs?
18: Oh, we didn't sing her song. We just took her song and turned it into a better song.
3: Oh, a better song.
18: Yes, it is the song that you need more than you need oxygen.
3: I see. And that, of course...
18: Look, now we have to use a new word. The word of the year is imminent, as in the destruction of this nation is imminent.
3: Like Eminem's Front.
18: Nope, like imminent. I M M I N E N T.
3: Imminent. Look it up. It <laughs> means
18: it's pending. It's it's uh it, it it's Im- it's immediate.
3: No, you, You're on Twitter now, Shirley.
18: Well, my 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 daughter's on Twitter.
13: Uh. Uh-huh.
18: It's quite a funny thing too because she sits a lot of the hours. Her desk is near my desk, and so I'll hear her phone going mm-hmm. off. Like crazy when she gets, she'll tw- she'll apparently text or tweet or whatever you call that, and then she gets a lot of responses and it's it, it, then they'll come just like gangbusters. It's hilarious.
3: So uh, it's fun for the whole family to stay connected. Well, we stay connected, but not by that
18: means. We no. stay connected by our continual look. We're all engaged, actively engaged in this ministry to. Put this final call before this generation. So uh-huh. we're running. I mean, we're running. We're sprinting. You understand? We. Pre- it's called the scripture calls it at this hour, pressing, pressing into the kingdom. No, and the violent is actually says no joke. The violent take it by force. Right. As in, we are engaged in such aggressive activity that it feels almost like you're doing violence to your in, you know, your person.
3: Now God loves us all, right? God loves no each and what.
18: And do are you going to try to palm that off to those people over there in Haiti? God hates them.
3: God hates the Haitians.
18: Yeah, and He hates the world. But the mm-hmm. Haitians have particularly brought His wrath, and they didn't get one God smack; they got two God smacks, and a whole bunch of other ones that are kind of mixed in there. Look, I'm sitting here looking at the woman on the that doctor on NBC. That woman that does the news. It's a doctor named Nancy Snyderman, and she makes this amazing pronouncement. The Haitians are going to be a nation of amputees. They're not just cutting off limbs as fast as they can over there. They're shipping them over here so they can. So these people in Florida and now Pennsylvania, so they can cut off their limbs.
3: Now, on the other hand, but everybody dies, right? No matter what. So that well, means- no,
18: actually, not
3: everybody. Paul speaks about those that are alive and
18: that are alive and remain <clears throat> at the coming of the Lord. Right. That's going to be me. If the Lord, my God, will permit it.
3: You will never die.
18: Not if the Lord gets here. He, At, look, he says, but we will be. You understand? What are we after? What do we hope for? Peace. And please give me the right answer. Don't say peace. There's no peace. I have a new picket sign that I, that I took on. It's maiden voyage yesterday, and it says, no peace for the wicked. Mm-hmm. He says, no peace, saith my God, for the wicked. He's not going to. He's taking your peace. You got well, no peace.
3: We used to say no sleep bef- till Brooklyn. And then we would all laugh, and then go seriously. We are going to have to get some sleep. <laughs> um, let me yeah, ask you this yeah, show. So, what God wants, He just wants us all to love each other, right? And no, so He wants you spread- to
18: obey. obey, obey His commandments,
3: obey the giant,
18: obey His commandments.
3: Yeah. Now does you- yeah Now what if uh, the the commandments were written by Moses, right? Uh,
18: the Bible is full of commandments oh. don't don't limit it Not to ten. 10 commandments
3: how many commandments are all together yeah
18: many 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 many
3: now what is the commandment that makes you hate gay people so much
18: Thou shalt not lie, and first of all, I don't hate them, I'm their best friend. I see. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind, it is abomination. So when Lady Lady Gagney gets up there Good and one. says, For God and the gays trying to hook up God with that thing he calls an abomination, here it is. If you love what God hates, he hates you.
3: Mm-hmm. So Isn't at, that easy? It's that If God finds out that you love something that he doesn't love, he's met at.
18: <laughs> you so, buddy. Well,
3: okay. Let
18: me ask you a question. Do you think that he that created the ear cannot hear? Mm. Do you think that he that created the eye cannot see? You say if he finds out, oh, yikes. Say Yikes. He knows, hon. He already knows.
3: So he knows, but he lets it roll for a while. He lets it go on.
18: Yes, yes. And here's the verse for you. Because sentence against an evil work is not it's all work. speedily executed. The hearts of the sons of men are fully set in them to do evil. Don't you love that? It's, in other words, he gives you enough rope so you can hang yourself. Where did it's he called the proving ground.
3: Where did he say this?
18: That's in Ecclesiastes.
3: Oh. It's eight I know. This is the first time I ever heard it.
18: Ecclesiastes 8.11. 8.11.
3: Eight eleven, chapter eight, verse. One month 11. later, worst day ever. Um, what What are you doing to help uh, the Haitians? Um, I am putting. I
18: had. A, I have a new sign. I got two of them. Okay. God sent the quake, and God hates Haiti.
3: God hates Haiti. Or yeah. he. What if you just do a he Haiti? You people. No. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. A little turn of a phrase.
18: Don't you understand? All this, let's get our money collected together. Let's get ourselves over there because now we're going to start all over. You can listen to that goofy Clinton and Bimbo Bush stand up there saying, we're going to start all over and we're going to get a a nation that's really worth having. Blah, blah, blah. Here it is. You don't have enough money to fix what God has cursed. You can't do it. God hates fags. God hates blacks. No, not blacks. Rebels You're working too hard at the demographic graphics. There's only two demographics. Yeah. Those who obey God and those who do not obey God. How many people those who d- serve him, those who do not.
3: How many people you think obey the giant? How many people out there really are going to be with God out of the whole planet?
18: Well, here's what the Lord Jesus Christ said about these hours just before his imminent return. Mm-hmm. He said this. He said, Well, I find the faith when I get get there. In other words, it's going to be hardly any, so small that it's almost uh, inconsequential.
3: Now, I never hear you bring up any of the good things that God's done before. I'll tell you the good things. I did, too.
18: We just talked about God Haiti? sent the quake.
3: All right, so Haiti,
18: that's a work of God, and it's marvelous in our eyes.
3: I, but do you, That's uh, a good thing. Do you see any beauty in the world? Uh, a yes, sunset? Yes, all these
18: judgments. Here's, let me tell you the beauty I see. Yeah, yeah, I like sunsets. I see them once in a while. Mm. Mostly, mostly when I get to the West Coast and, and out there picketing or it's right. in some place where you can see the sunset. Do you, do you ever here's, put here's, down
3: your sign and you go, that's beautiful?
18: Do I put it no, I hold my sign and I say that's beautiful. But here's what's really, really beautiful. It is the judgments of God being executed upon a generation that absolutely needs them badly. It's time, don't you see? He says this earth is going to wax old and it's gonna fade away and he's gonna fold it up and dispose of it, and he's gonna make a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness.
3: Did he say that or is that just something that I quoted what
18: he said. I say. I got (laughs) you. He said it. Yes, he said it.
3: Uh, Are the kids around to sing a song for us today, uh, Shirley? Yeah. Uh, I bet
18: they're around. What song shall we sing? How about this nice, oh, okay, you know we're talking to our Jewish brethren, our beloved Jewish brethren quite a bit these days because Uh. God is going to restore them. So we have a nice song that we sing. So you like
3: the Jews? Huh? You like the Jews? I like everybody. Yeah, I
18: yeah. like you all. I just wish you hadn't brought all this wrath on your head. Sorry. I really, really wish you hadn't. Have. Um, it is so sad that some days it's more than I can hardly take to you know. contemplate what you did against your own
13: interests. Sorry.
18: So anyway, we wrote a nice song. You Ready for this? Because we hmm. wrote it because we're going to go be picketing the Fiddler on the Roof in San Francisco uh, next week, and that's after we picket Lady Gaga on on the twenty fourth.
3: By the way, it is a there are two terrific shows you're going to see. I think you're really going to enjoy them.
18: We're not going to see them. We're going to go yeah. pick at them. We don't go in. Oh, you don't go in? No, we like to show outside on the
3: street. And then do you ever yeah. stop for dinner before, like, let's, or grab some food after?
18: Uh, well, it depends on what time it is.
3: Okay.
18: Where we are in the country, stuff uh, like that. Let's
3: hear your Jewish song.
18: Okay, this is so funny. I mean, you know what we do? We do parodies, therefore we are. We, yeah. we do, therefore we well, are. Like, I'm going to sing you a couple of these verses because they're really good. hmm this one, let's do this one. And then that, let's do this one. And, and who does mama teach to preen and be a
13: bitch,
18: preparing me to marry the gender that I pick? The sons, the sons, God hates tradition. And at three, I learned to hate my Lord. By ten, I flipped God off. Now I am just a filthy dyke, and it's not pretty. The daughters, the daughters, God hates tradition. Okay, and let's see, and... Who did God charge to teach all of his precepts? Teach them to your children, teach them to your wives, and even your servants. You were supposed to tell them, but you taught a pack of lies. The Papas, the Papas, God hates tradition. Okay, now then, that last one is, and... And who should know the way to make a proper home? A humble home, obedient home. But instead you taught your children's hearts to roam. The time has come for you to gnaw their bones. The mamas, the mamas, God hates tradition. Okay. There you go, guys. We gave you a, a modified, shorter
3: version, but there
18: you go. Isn't that great?
3: Shirley, I'm going to send you on to Hollywood. I just really uh, <laughs> i think you can make it here. Best of luck to you, Shirley. <laughs> Best of luck all with right. the earthquakes and the juice.
18: All right. Uh, all more right. earthquakes coming, you know, every day. It's the Jesus, harbinger of the coming of the Lord. Jesus
3: loves us all. On
18: Twitter.
3: What's that? What about? Yeah. we them on Twitter
18: what my sign is. Oh, they want to know what? i it's make making so. Oh, Megan's
3: Twitter. Alright, we're gonna we'll, we'll put you up on uh two oh two friends is our Twitter. So we'll make sure we link you, okay, Megan? All righty. All right,
18: say, say, thank you. There you go. Thank
3: you. Oh, oh you're more than welcome, Megan. <laughs> you're awesome.
18: <laughs> oh, you're
3: great. Have a great All day. Bye, right, bye guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh there it is. If you wanna talk to the Megan Phelps, who's the daughter of uh, Shirley Phelps Roper, we'll put that up on two friends, put a nice little link up there for you. It is the real Megan Phelps, and I'm looking at this, and it looks like she was uh, fighting back a little bit with uh, different uh, filmmakers. It looks like Kevin Smith and her went out for a little while, but Kevin, I'm not sure, knew that it was the real Megan Phelps. Because why would you think? <laughs> right. Um, this is my favorite thing that she retweeted. This uh, line: um, uh, "The members of the Los Angeles branch of God hates fags are such rain pussies." <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. I guess I don't know what that would be. Uh, Keith in San Francisco. You're on Run Fez.
0: Hey boys. Hey, I, was, I just wanted to tell uh, Shirley that there's a lot of great restaurants in the Castro District
7: that she could have went to.
3: Oh, I would love... You know what? That's what I was trying to get... I think that if she just had a night out (laughs) and just partied a little bit, did the Mighty Real uh, song, she might... Oh, by the way, we need to get them to to a parody of Mighty Real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We said we'd give out the uh, prize. Uh, Tell them what we have, Fez.
9: This is a $250 gift card Good at Steven Singer Jewelers in Philadelphia. You can also use it online at StevenSinger. IHateStevenSinger.com.
3: Uh, Dave, you had so many people there. I really did. On the one that got away.
8: Who did you decide to choose today? I decided to choose Craig from Oregon. And Craig from Oregon was the man who uh, had a friend with benefits. He decided to go out with her, really cared about her, but kind of they they lost touch. So the girl then went out with his brother. The reason I decided, and then is married to his brother. And the reason why is because every holidays, every single time. It didn't even happen that way, did it? Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. I don't think
3: she was a friends with Benefit.
8: Yes, she was. That was the first thing I wrote down. She was friends with Be- He He got to bang her. Can I tell you something?
3: I liked all the other ones better than that. I would have given it to all the other people. Now this was a I this feel was bad for all the other people, and I know that they probably feel closer to me. Uh, Hicks, the next time we do a contest, you're the judge. Cool. All right. I want you to sit over there on the fez failure bench.
9: Right yeah, now. Craig's story was he wouldn't get into a relationship
8: with her. Thank you. It was friends with benefits.
3: Was there any friends with benefits? Because I, I,
8: I guarantee it until he can call. If there was, if it wasn't it. Craig. It was Craig. Craig he, had the list. Here's what happened: He had a girl with friends with benefits, but he and then and then he had broken up with the All right, I
3: got some uh, exciting news for you. Um. No. Megan Phelps has been nominated for a Shorty Award. Oh, that's nice. And let's see, out of all the people following her, she's only following one. And let's see who she's following. Stephen Drain. Um Yeah, I'm I he he's he runs a thing called Jews Kill Jesus. Which now I like. <laughs> I don't know what she's up for on the Shorty Awards.
9: But at least you have someone to walk down the red carpet with now, Dave. That would be exciting.
8: Uh, Mike, you're on fez. News. She's nominated in News.
15: Uh, you know, I was just wondering how Michael Selps ended up being such a successful Olympian and all as crazy as his mother and sister are.
3: Well, if that was your mother, you'd stay in the water, too. And they I don't think they have the voices to do Broadway. I really think they have to stay to pop music.
9: Well, they've got some appearances with Fiddler on the Roof next week and then opening for Lady Gaga on the twenty fourth.
3: That's big stuff.
9: Yeah. The schedule is filling up in two thousand ten. I right, here's her
3: uh retweet on her thing. The daughters listen to my madre live on the Rana Fez show right now if you please. <laughs> So, please, uh, the Twitter followers, make sure you send best regards from Ron and Fez
9: to Megan Phelps. It's a very polite family. They she, are, and they're really nice people. She was, uh, you know, Megan was going to catch it if she didn't say thank you to you for linking her. Say thank you. <laughs> she was going to catch it.
3: So, Fez, uh, was it friends with benefits?
9: It was not friends with benefits. He never had, he didn't pursue a relationship with her. And then finally, he was friends with her. What Craig did was he put it off so long. His little brother asked him out, asked her out, and ended up marrying her.
3: You think you should be the judge again the next time?
9: I, th- I really think I should. I keep a little bit better track.
3: Would you like to apologize to
8: Fez? No, I'm positive it was friends' with benefits. I I can't verify because the guys, you know. We have know. Craig from oh. Oregon back. Craig. Hey,
17: what's going on, buddies? Uh, I hate, I hate to prove you wrong, Fezzy, because I love you, brother. But we were friends with benefits at first. It just we were just more friends, you know, when Thank we didn't you. hook up with someone else. We just hooked up with each other, and it just—it was just a really good friendship.
8: Thank you.
3: Is
9: this
17: the same Craig? Yeah, it is same Craig, brother. I'm sorry, Fezzy. I i wish nothing
9: but the best for you all the time, pop- man. But
3: Fezzy, you've just been on a, a rough time here lately.
9: Just horrible. I guess uh, that's another dollar in the jar. Well, for what? The, uh, for screwing up that I, one. That's not a verbal crutch.
3: Uh, that's not a verbal crutch at all. We've already broke it. Take like a dollar, though. Uh. All right, uh, Craig, uh, you're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna get a great, uh, prize now.
9: You're getting a $250 gift card from Steven Singer Jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philadelphia. You can use that card online at I Hate Steven Singer Jewelers. All
3: right, Barb has kind of set the pace here, too. If people like to jump in, of giving the positive heckles to Megan Phillips. Uh, she's written, uh, You guys rock my socks. So let's bomb with love. Let's bomb (laughs) Megan Phelps with love and just send her, like, a lot of really great uh, Twitters and just say, like, hey, it's really cool stuff you guys are doing, hating fags and all that. (laughs) Let's keep the hating fag thing going, Fez.
9: Yeah, it's a positive compliment there, but... It's funny, though. I mean, you can't say that that doesn't make
3: every funeral a little funnier. <laughs> Makes me chuckle. Like, I'm going to try to book them uh, when somebody in my family dies.
8: Oh, yeah. Well, the signs are so bright, you know. you They can't help to cheer you up. Oddly enough, the they're rainbow almost,
9: fla- flag sign. Well, they kind
3: of look Jamaican <laughs> to me. Um... Fezna, I know that you said that you were excited that the Spider-Man cast uh, fired Sam Raimi, the studio fired Sam Raimi, the man who somehow made Spider-Man a hit, <laughs> and Tobey Maguire. Uh, and Dave, you're going to agree with me, Sam Raimi is a pretty I love Sam Raimi, Yes, crazy interesting director. Um, they have replaced him with Mark Webb, the director of 500 Days of Summer, the little romantic comedy from this summer. Have you seen it, Fez? I have not seen that. no. Not exactly what you would consider action. It's like (laughs) a little indie alternative love movie. There was a choreographed dance scene in the park. There was a fun dance scene, but that took place in his mind. It really didn't exist. So you had to be somewhat... So I liked the film, Fez, uh, Dave. You did not... No, I did not. Hicks, where were you on it?
1: Did not like it.
3: Did not like it. So one like, two dislikes, but not exactly action. You don't see this as a step down, Fez?
9: No. I think what when they're taking it all brand new like this, this is the way to go. A brand new hot director.
3: It's not brand new because they made the first of these three movies eight years ago. And all they are saying... We ran out of story so we we're retelling the first story.
1: There also uh, came out that it's going these movies are going to focus more on Peter Parker's personal life. Oh god. Yeah. And Mary Jane,
8: which makes sense with this guy. It's 500 days yeah. of Spider-Man. <laughs>
9: right. This is like, you maybe know, he'll get Joseph Gordon-Levitt to play Spider-Man. He'd be a fantastic Spider-Man. Ugh.
8: This is Tampa Bay Bucks all over again. Yeah. In Sam Raimi's John Gruden. You yeah. had you had a guy who was a bona fide winner, and you're getting rid of him for a really unproven dude.
9: But he it's, wasn't winning anymore. He wasn't winning in the playoffs anymore.
8: This, no, the first they, two Spider-Mans they were great. Went a lot more in the playoffs without
3: him?
9: No, they haven't been to the playoffs without him.
3: Mm. Not even to the mid-level. They got any franchise players left? No, they don't. Right, good stuff then. It's all starting to happen. Um, I don't, you know, no one really. uh, Are people writing to her? It's the billboard number one. When did the album drop? Your mom was awesome on Rana Fez. Keep up the good fight. Um, Since you're in the natural disaster business, when should we expect the next earthquake? Or is that your madre's specialty? There may be no more polite and cheerful radio guest as Megan Phillips and her mom. Cheers, ladies. <laughs> well, The TC cam is quite the looker. We love you, Megan. Amen. Heard you on Rana Fez. Bless you and the family. This is so much fucking funnier to me. <laughs> What's the Phelps Roper stance on dinosaurs? All right here, we're calling an ugly, tranny bitch. Connor doesn't get it. <laughs> Because another one just calls you poor soul. Good stuff, though. Uh, If you want to keep them going with the Twitters, uh, the link is over on 202 Friends. Now, Avatar uh, keeps being uh, brought up, of course, says the only thing about it is their visuals. What do you think was the big visual movie like before Avatar, the most recent? What about Fia Fez?
9: I think it was Sin City. It was said, said he had an interesting look. Yeah, the, the, bl- the black and white along with just all those pre-produced backgrounds.
3: Now, did not get to you after a little while, though? Like, I kind of liked it a lot at the beginning of the movie. Hmm. And then finally, like, an hour or so in, I was like, okay, I get it. You're a comic book.
9: Well, the problem would be the splash of color, where someone would have just a red tie on or a splash of yellow. You didn't like that? No, no. I would have preferred if it all stayed in that black and white world because i thought that had a great look
3: i again i'll agree with you on the on the short basis i think by the end of it it just got a little dull like it kind of worked a lot at first but then after a while what do you got Dave?
8: i was i it goes a lot way further back for me uh jurassic park is actually the last too far back well it's but it's the last thing that i've been visually wowed out like uh, you weren't visually wowed when you saw the first matrix The first Matrix, I liked the slow motion look of it, but I wasn't wowed because I feel like I had seen the CGI before.
3: Not that way, not the way that they used it. And that bullet dance. Yeah, you got to at least agree with
1: that. What about for you, Hicks? Uh, Probably the last Star Wars, or probably the last. uh, I mean, the 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 last trilogy, the newest Mm. one, because just of all that that revolutionized the green. green screen shit. The, uh,
3: the one thing I will agree with you, whatever that fucking uh, planet they were at that had kind of like the Roman and Greek architecture, I don't know where, I guess it was her yeah. home planet. Naboo. But it, yeah, but it was like really stunningly beautiful. Yeah. And you're like, kind of like your eye is going, I don't know what exactly happened here. I'm going to give you one that, of course, was like a, a children's m- movie, but I thought that the look of it was so fucking weird, and that was Speed Racer. Hmm. And I don't know whether you can get it by seeing it on the small screen, but I saw it on the big screen, and I was fucking blown away with how trippy that fucking movie
8: looked. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, what what did they utilize in Speed Racer? A lot of CGI and all? uh,
3: No, I'm like, everything behind him, just like the other films that we're talking about, I mean, everything wasn't
8: real. Wow. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Lucas has brought to the table is that the backgrounds now, just there's no longer a need for movie sets anymore. You know, he's totally doing just that thing you were talking about, the Roman thing. That was all green screens, all computers. Mm. And that can be good and that can be bad. Sometimes you want a
1: nice, dirty set, it looks more authentic. That's what they did for the 300. It was just a floor of sand and a green screen behind them. And it was like a, the set was tiny. It didn't look good to me. I didn't, I didn't like 300 at all. I wasn't visually well, impressed.
8: It had like the Sin City look. Sin City at least looked like a comic book. 300, I, I don't know. I didn't think that worked. Yeah, Sin City was interesting
3: in the fact that it was 100% like you were just opening a book and turning the pages. Yeah. My only problem was, as much as I loved that at the beginning, the I still felt like it kept you away from the story. As you were going on. Like, you never once think of yourself as this is kind of real. You're <laughs> always flipping through a, a comic book. But in terms of visual, I, I, I think they took a real chance and, you know, they made something unique. Yeah, it was cool looking. Uh, Eric, you, in Toronto, you're a manifest. Hi,
10: how are you? First time caller here. Yeah. Great to listen to you guys on XM, but uh, mine is the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
3: Trilogy. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I got to tell you, I wasn't the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, not even visually. I know
8: a lot of people love it. I am. I am a big fan, um, but I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess there, there, it was a visually stunning movie. I didn't see it necessarily as a breakthrough.
9: Well, with all the the just rows and rows of soldiers and creatures that were lined up, the right. fact that that could go on to eternity, right.
3: right? But that wasn't the first time that we saw that. Haven't we seen that in other movies? Where uh, I think yeah. in your movie, Sin City, yeah, mm-hmm. that we hadn't seen that before. And you know what? The more I'm thinking about the fence, I do think I like the red and the occasional yellow in it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to even go back to say, even though I said I might have burned on a little bit, I'm going to agree with you. I kind of dug that, that they did something so completely different. Um, Here's Justin, was just in your manifest. Hey, love it or hate it, I thought the Watchmen visually was just phenomenal. I got news for you, and I haven't seen it yet. Isn't that fucking crazy? I just
8: rewatched it because it's on HBO right now. Yeah. Uh, It's just that the movie's so slow, but when it hits its high marks, it is visually fantastic. So slow, you mean you like the action? Well, it's just, I mean, they take a long time to tell you information that they could say in three or four minutes. You know, conversations in a diner, this and that, the guy walking around with the girl, it's just too long. Right, I'll have to watch it one day. But visually, it hits its time marks.
3: Uh, Justin, Tennessee, you're on Runa Fez. Hey, guys, what about the
11: last uh, King Kong
10: movie, Peter Jackson?
8: I still think I prefer the first King Mo- Kong movie, and I'm even talking visually. I love Peter Jackson, love him, and I did not like King Kong from start to finish. The beginning was Jurassic Park, the ending was ridiculous cartoon. But the fact that this monkey was ice skating with a woman was one of the... And most embarrassing that actually scenes. fucking
3: made me fucking laugh hard. <laughs> it was one of the most embarrassing scenes <laughs>
8: see, I in the,
3: I took it the exact opposite way of you, and I just really enjoyed it. Well, see, I'm a big Peter Jackson
8: fan, so it just disappointed me.
3: Do we have any other big visual thing that's... Oh, I guess the Tim Burton, huh? The Tim Burton, yeah. I saw the preview for that, and the uh, since I saw it at the 3D movie, the fucking avatar, you had to put your glasses on for all of our previews, and the fucking head. The cat head was way out in the middle of the fucking studio. That's great. Studio. Uh, they yeah. didn't show
8: that when I saw Avatar. I'm very much looking forward to that because I love Tim Burton. Tim Burton does the weirdness
3: so much now that I don't know if he will ever get back.
9: I have a theory on Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. I think he does the weirdness, these weird things like Alice in Wonderland, so that he can put his wife, Helena Bonham Carter, in weird costumes. Like, he dressed her up as an ape. She's the Red Queen. She was, you know, in the big weird dress from Sweeney Todd. Yeah, but so was, uh,
3: you know, his fucking star. Johnny Depp was in weird costumes and everyone was, too. Yeah. Everybody was.
8: I mean, Woody Allen put Diane Keaton and Mia Farrow in movies. You know, I, I mean, I don't think it's irregular for a director but, to and put And he her was after. making
3: those kind of movies before her. But he was putting his old girlfriend.
8: Yeah, he's putting Lisa, Lisa Marie was in. Which uh, I miss her. She she was phenomenal looking. And then once she, she broke up, she hooked up with Jeff Goldblum.
9: But I think he's Good got mistake. this thing of how yeah, weird no. he can make her look. Like he made her into an
8: ape. And the
9: Red Queen, she, Queen,
8: yeah, and Alice, but, she's got this giant head. He he's, worked. He worked for Disney though, so he comes from a cartoonist standpoint. That's why. Like if he you likes ever that. saw
3: like Frankenweenie or whatever he made when yeah. he was a kid, that is fucking he. Not the buzz balls here, because I know a lot of people love him, and I I I certainly don't despise him, but I don't think he's moved even on that far. I think he came in through the fucking door weird. Yes, And I think the fucking Batman movies that he did are more like Tim Burton movies than anything else, you (laughs) know?
8: Yes. I mean, the only thing that's been different was Ed Wood. Basically, maybe you want to throw Mars Attacks into a different kind of uh, Tim Burton movie. No, I don't. I think it fits there. <laughs> it's crazy.
3: And, I mean, Ed Wood still fits there in a, in a, in a strange way because of the, the Bill Murray aspect of how far out he was. And then just the way that they did the sets and all. There was, you know, the yeah. Plan 9 sets were a lot better than the real fucking <laughs> Plan
9: 9 yeah. sets. Well, his next film is rumored to be Sleeping Beauty. He's going to do live-action Sleeping Beauty, but not focus on the princess, focus on the evil witch. Another chance to make the wife look really weird. I think it's a fetish with him.
3: What do you mean by live-action?
9: It's going to be done with people, like Mm. Alice in Wonderland is. Well,
3: what do they call those ones where they're just moving fucking dolls around? Stop-motion. Oh, I don't know why I got those
8: two confused. Yeah, that's stop-motion, live-action with people. Well,
3: to me, it sounds like he's just fucking ripping off Wicked. Wicked focuses on the uh, the wicked
8: witch. Hmm. I'm not I'm not into sleepy Sleeping Beauty simply because I wasn't into it as a kid, so I'm a little bit upset that he chose that fairy tale. Who cares? He's for children anyway. I liked I, I like the the look of his movies. though. I like you know, Willy Wonka no. was cool looking.
3: No, he's he's fucking definitely a genius in his one fucking aspect. You know. He's, whatever this thing that he's on, his own path. He's out there by himself. I give him all the credit. Uh, Sean, you're on the fence.
14: Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I wanted to completely agree with you about the visuals in uh, Speed Racer. I didn't know what to expect watching that movie, but it just caught me from the first time when it shows his brother standing there by the car when he walks outside, and it looks exactly like you're watching a live-action cartoon.
3: Yeah, it is like, kind. Of, yeah, it, it it is something that they. Um, <laughs> visually did there, and obviously it didn't catch on a lot. I don't know who the audience was supposed to be, but it turned out to be nobody, but they did do some amazing visual stuff there. Chris Sherman and Fez.
0: Hey, what's up, Randy? Uh, I thought uh, A Waking Life and Scanner Darkly uh, were pretty innovative.
3: Well, Waking Life was done like that commercial that you hate, Fez, where they kind of uh, color in the stuff after, Mm -hmm. and what they did was use different cartoonists at different times. So the film would constantly be changing in shapes and sizes. And then they did all this weird philosophy that they were talking
8: about. It was a pretty fucking trippy film. It was like Slacker with in cartoons.
3: Um, no. Here is um, Todd in Detroit.
10: Great show, Ronnie. Thanks, man. Hey, uh feeling loading in Las Vegas. Casino floor scene.
3: Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las
8: Vegas, extremely strange film. Well, it did capture the acid trip, I think, better than uh, any picture before it. Uh, by the way, let me go
3: over to Megan Phelps' uh, Twitter that she's getting. Megan, we love you. You should follow more of your fans. The Pope is on fire, best song ever. Um, I nominate Megan Fox for a surety award because she comes from a good family and strong morals. Please have your mother save Mr. Fez Watley's on a path of destruction. <laughs> Loving the hate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Typo Junkie writes, your madre needs to be ass raped by Kimbo Slice. Come
9: on.
8: He's too big for her. We
3: know you are Christians by your love. Your mom was great. Um, on Rana Fez. Your family songs are great. Hating fags is tough, and you make it look so easy. Keep it up.
9: Megan Phelps is having the best day of her life.
3: God hates fags, and so do Ron and Fez, listeners. (laughs) Love to hear the fam sing-alongs on Ron and Fez. You and your mom are crazier than a couple of shithouse rats. Come on! Do it the right way. I love this stuff. A lot of people love it on them. Uh, let's go over here to Cabin in Portland. You remember my Fez.
12: Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Um, basically, want to talk about Tim Burton. Um, you know, I think his first um, movie that he put out, uh, big movie, was Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. Wh- whatever his first Pee Wee movie was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you if you watch that and then watch the director commentary afterwards, I mean, it's it's amazing how much thought and how much weirdness like is actually in that movie and, and the the shots they chose and why they chose it. I mean, he's been weird since the beginning.
3: Yeah, he definitely has always been strange and original. And oddly, with that movie, we thought of just as a Pee-wee movie. You know what I mean? We're like, well, right. there's Pee-wee taking his act to. You know, we thought the genius behind it. Was Pee-wee Herman, right? But then Pee-wee couldn't get shit going without Tim Burton, and Tim Burton kept getting weirder and weirder and weirder.
12: Pee- Pee-wee, Pee-wee could get some shit going, but you know, not with Tim Burton, I don't
16: think.
3: Well, well, I mean, he didn't get he didn't have a big hit movie again. Right, uh, where that uh, first yeah. one was this big hit movie, and then uh, I guess Tim Burton went over
8: and did the. Um, I guess that little ghost movie that he Beetle did. Beetlejuice was next. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. That was definitely next. And, and yeah, if you notice, Tim Burton did not direct Big Top Pee-wee, which right. was far inferior to Pee-wee's because those dream sequences were perfectly Tim Burton, where Pee-wee's bike is getting killed by clowns and shit. It's It was a really amazing uh, shot film.
3: Uh, here is uh, Carl in California here in my face. How you doing?
16: I, it seems whenever you see a good movie, especially all the Tim Burton ones, uh, Danny Elfman seems to
12: be drawing the music on all of them.
3: Yeah, I think Danny Elfman has done all the music with them. And now whenever you hear... Danny Elfman, do anything else, it kind of sounds like a Tim Burton film.
8: Yeah, the um, but I like it. What the fuck, you know? I know people, I, I actually, I totally get why people don't like Tim Burton because, as you said, I don't think there's a, like a lot of range, but his shit is so unique to me that I don't care if it well, all looks similar. Again, do you
3: want a guy who's out there on his own? You know, again, it's like Frank Zappa. If you're going to spend all your time going, this guy is weird, you're going to miss all the fucking skills that go into it. And Burton
8: is off doing his own
3: fucking scene every single time.
8: He loves doing it like that. You know, his favorite films were like Nosferatu and the the great uh, Metropolis, the original science fiction film. And you could see the influence on it. It's kind of spooky, kind of haunted shit. Even, like, non-ghost stories have a haunted feel in Tim Burton movies. Ed Wood had fucking spooky moments. Joshua, you're on running Fez. Hey,
11: um, anybody say Roger Rabbit? I didn't know as was kid when it came out, but uh, that, that stuck with me.
3: Uh, Roger Rabbit made this gigantic leap. It was the first time that, um... Disney had come made a comeback in, like, many, many years. It was the first Disney hit in, like, decades. And it was kind of like a little more adult-based, where adults could go there yeah. and get the fucking jokes. And I kind of think Roger Rabbit st- restarted Disney, and then everyone kind of forgot about it. Yeah.
8: It's weird that they've never made a sequel. Like, you know, because that was the first... They would have now. Cartoons, they just weren't yeah. in the
3: sequel business at the time. They weren't constantly making sequels to every cartoon that came out.
9: Yeah, right. Well, it's almost like the animation went in a whole different uh, direction at that point, where the Pixar stuff started showing up. A well, bit I later. think that
3: took about another ten years. Yeah, a little bit later. Or well, maybe seven years or something. Because that had to be like 87, 88.
8: I think it was 88 because it was it came out the same year as Big.
3: So after that is when you started seeing the Sleeping Beauties and... Uh, the fucking Little Mermaids, and oh, all right. of a sudden yeah. Disney was back, and then the
8: Pixar's came. And uh, out. American Tail, the that was a big hit for yeah. Disney. The 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 Mouse who fucking you know immigrated to America, and
3: that was kind of an undisney movie. That was like made by somebody outside, like somebody who pitched Spielberg first, <laughs> and then Spielberg took it to Disney. Huh. It wasn't made by like a Disney animator huh. there on the lot. I'm telling you right now, you need to see this uh, documentary with the two brothers who wrote all the fucking Disney songs back in the day. It's such a bizarre world that was Disney, and it was so self-enclosed, like back in the 50s and 60s, that these guys would just be like, (laughs) all right, we'll try to write something for uh, a fucking Robin
8: Hood, but he's a dog. Well, it sounds like that Disney almost sounds like the last of the movie studio, the old studio system that were... Th- that well, the threw- weird
3: thing now is, look, Pixar is like that, though. Yeah. Pixar, all those people work inside and they keep reusing the same people.
8: Because by the mid-60s, Warner Brothers, MGM were fucking shit out of luck, and that's why people feel it's responsible for the directors having so much power good in the movies. 70s. The good movies.
3: The good movies. Suddenly happened. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about visual, things that really fucking blew you away visually. Uh, Thomas, Tom my defense.
14: Yeah, I just want to bring up a movie that might get overlooked. Uh, Team America World Police. It was 100% special effects, but like no CGI, no animation. And it really had some amazing uh, effects. Brilliant
3: stuff, too. Really, really brilliant work there. And a completely overlooked piece of art, in my opinion.
8: <laughs> the love scene in, in and of itself is really amazing but
3: do well i mean we get comedy but even forgetting that it was you know gross out comedy it took a ton of fucking work and the fact that you stayed with that movie all the way through
8: yeah i thought it even got better like i was loving the ending by the time michael moore exploded um
3: let's go over to dan Dan, daniel i'm gonna first
15: yeah, I got a movie. It wasn't it wasn't so much uh groundbreaking graphics or anything, it was just a strange movie it was uh, the secret of them. Old
3: rat cartoon. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about though. We're not just talking about, hey, here's a cartoon I liked. You had to say something that really made the fucking big jump to you visually. Uh Jim and PA, you're in run of fez.
10: Hey guys, uh what about the Transformer movies? Mm.
3: Uh how do you guys feel about that? Because obviously they're gigantic hits, but almost the opposite I think of of breaking in new stuff. They give you stuff that's familiar just done over and over and over again. It's just
8: more of it. Yeah. But it's not it's nothing that Jim Cameron didn't do by Terminator two. You know, it's it's I, I don't like the, the films that much. You're anti Michael Bay, aren't you? You hate Michael Bay. I, th- I You yeah. despise Michael yes, Bay. Yes, I do despise Michael Bay because too far. I feel like <laughs> he's always tried to be Jim Cameron, but Jim Cameron at least is trying for something that we've never seen before. Michael Bay is just rehashing.
3: Uh, Smith in uh, Minnesota, you're on a fez.
4: Hey, buddy. Uh, I always like the films of Michel Gondry: uh, Eternal Sunshine, of The Spotless Mind, well, and uh, Science of Sleep, which a lot of people missed because it was subtitled.
3: Well, here, here's but, the thing about Michel Gondry: I love when he's not writing for himself, uh, because he gets extremely weird. But he has done videos; uh, they, they they sell packs of his music videos, and I think they also do this with Spike Jones yeah. as well and a couple other people. That you look down and the videos that Michel Gondry did are so beautiful and so absolutely old school. It almost looks like they were shot in silent picture times where he, he does the stop action along with you know human beings at the same time. It's just this really weird old stuff that's mm. just gorgeous. And some of it, it looks like he's he studied magicians, I swear to God. <laughs> some of the stuff that he does is like sleight of hand. Um, here's our good friend Blowhard. Hello, Blowhard.
4: Hey guys, a groundbreaking film um... was probably in the late 70s. It was called Roller Coaster. And it was about a disaster film in an amusement park. And they used a technique called Sense Around, where you were basically riding in the roller coaster. And they had speakers. uh... The audio was in, around the theater. And although it didn't really take off, it was a rage where people would say, Hey, did you go see Roller Coaster? Because you would go there, and it was just like. A, an experience way you, before its time. You and were in I a rumble seat, exactly, and it was it was a ridiculous plot. Obviously, you know, and it had a That's great a, cast.
3: The John Goodman, uh, there's some John Goodman film that he starred in that was on cable last night, and it was about when they tried to do all this kind of stuff. And yeah, this
4: movie, um, it. they had a big budget. It had a big cast: Henry Fonda. Uh, uh, George Siegel, um, Timothy Bottoms, and the whole plot was they're going to like blow up some extortion. This was going to blow up the roller coaster. But you would be sitting in the theater, and you would be overwhelmed. And like I said, nowadays, it's nothing. But back then, it was packing in, you know, and it was a real cheesy film, but the whole sense around thing was something that people were just talking about all the time, and it just go, went by the wayside. Nobody ever talks about roller coaster.
9: Well, the problem was the sequel to it was merry-go-round, and people just didn't get the same feel out of it. I
4: guess so, Fez, but this movie was groundbreaking. Without
3: a doubt. Blowhard, tomorrow night in Times Square, uh, it's the gangrene. We're all getting together for a big pep rally along with the mayor of New York City uh, and the world's richest uh, mayor ever. Uh,
4: oh, that sounds great, but, you know, I have a problem, and I've been trying to address this. Sure. I don't like calling my team gangrene. It's like calling your your team a skin infection.
0: It is. We we need a better name. It's that just name like your out. foot. It's gangrene. <laughs> yeah, that name came out
4: basically during the Rich Cotite era when they were, like, you know, just totally awful. And I think we need a
3: new uh, name. You know where I, I, why I repeated it? I just saw it on the Fox News thing next door where they run that... Um, what do you call that, Fez? It's a like a scroll. new scroll. New, new scroll. scroll. Yeah, so they said get together with gangrene. I was all excited. You know, it's, like,
4: <laughs> it's like, what are you going to call the Vikings? Crib death? Purple crib death? I mean... I like swing. to call
3: them the purple people eaters. I like exactly. to bring them back.
16: Very good.
3: All right, my friend. Here's Eric in Daytona. You're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey,
16: Fez. Big yeah. fan of both
12: y'all. Thanks. Um, just wanted to mention real quick, uh, Pan's Labyrinth from last year's uh, Orange film. Uh, I think that
3: was actually even a couple of years ago
12: yeah maybe about two years ago um, But uh, that had some tremendously good visuals, especially that creature with the eyes on
15: that, the hand. that
3: fucking frog thing is I'm still yeah. grossed out by that though uh Matt in Texas German of yeah,
11: no, I just wanted to mention Dark City. that was one of the ones when I first saw it. It just
8: I don't know I think it's one that, of those movies
3: it may have that may have more to do with story. Than the actual visuals.
8: I don't remember Dark City.
3: Well, you wouldn't. Uh, Pearl Jam wasn't in it. <laughs> nor was anything else <laughs> that you repeat on a daily basis. <laughs> um, here is uh, Eric in Texas. Here I'm on Um
12: Actually, he gave it to me. and his girlfriend, Crystal. Um, but Wallace and Gromit was really amazing.
18: I, I liked the claymation. It was really well done. And... Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox is the same. Um, Yeah, but I think
3: that's kind of old rather than new, right? I mean, the reason why people like it is that it's traditional. Joe in Long Beach.
0: Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I just wanted to bring up uh, an old Disney movie that actually uh, pioneered CGI, which was Tron.
3: I agree 100% there. I think Tron was way out ahead of themselves, and from what I understand, Tron 2... For people who've been standing around for 25 years waiting for it to come back. I'm ready. With, hopefully, the Oscar winner, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> if he doesn't win the Oscar, I'm going to be very depressed.
8: Hopefully he wins again 2011 for Tron 2.
3: Uh, Buck, Jersey, you're on Rona Hey,
7: how you doing? Hey, Ron, the movie you were thinking of with uh, John Goodman was Matinee. That's it? Yeah, and it was based sort of loosely on William Castle, who did House on Haunted Hill and all those crazy things. But about that movie Roller Coaster, that wasn't even the first movie to do sense Round. Earthquake was.
3: Earthquake was first? Well, yep. Fez brought up the Twister film uh, that they doing down in Universal. When you go to Universal yeah. Studios, they set the whole thing up so that you are in a Twister. And then Fez thought that he imagined it, but I had to tell him, yes, you and I went there. We used to do the show out of either Disney or Universal, and they would VIP tour us. And your foot wouldn't hit the ground. You would go past these long lines and they would put you in, and then they would go like this Would you like to ride it again, or you think you understand it? <laughs> I go, One more time. Yeah, I just guess. want to make sure I Why get not? it. Double completely. Because then they want you to go on the air and just start talking about the rides. <laughs> and what happens is you go on the air and you just start talking about the rides. <laughs> Universal. <laughs> I can kick ass. <laughs> I'd
8: love that. Well, I love rides. Here's the thing, Dave, you've never even been to Florida. I know, you're right. One of these days, though. That would be the big ride, the plane ride.
3: He's never been on an airplane. Never been there. Uh, Slick in Indiana wants to back east side Dave McDonald.
7: Yeah, yeah,
15: I think uh, Dave was right. I think Jurassic Park was, uh, like, the first, as far as I know, it was the first real CGI film. And I think it was the best because they mixed it with some actual uh robot monsters or whatever they were and you're you were constantly like uh fooled it wasn't now it's all just CGI and it just takes you out of it immediately
8: um i still think it looks great i was just no. on uh, you
3: know, I, I did were they using robot monsters, or was that mainly CGI? They did I mean, a combination of everything. To me, when they got to the valley was the interesting stuff, not when the big fucking head would come up close to him. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things. I didn't need it all the term bad. You could have just stayed, and I would have went around that world and explored it. Yeah, but- And the same with Avatar. I don't need your corny-ass fucking story. You invented this world. Let's cruise around it.
8: Maybe in two or three of these films, you finally start to destroy stuff. How about when the raptors were trying to eat those kids in the kitchen? That was a very intense scene. That's a scene I still have nightmares about. I but didn't think the kids look real.
3: The really important thing was just how you
8: fucking believed there was dinosaurs. Not that you believed dinosaurs were going to kill somebody. Well, the bigger thing is that we, before we start cloning all this stuff and fucking with nature, let's pause and think about it. I do think there was an actual message in the movie. Before we start cloning sheep, let's take a step back and say, is uh, this so, good? Has it has it worked? What? Uh, no, it has not worked as a deterrent. But at least Spielberg tried. <laughs> God damn it. At least he did that.
3: Um. Here is George in Virginia. You're a Manifest.
8: Hey,
12: Ronnie. Hey, my favorite movie. Brazil? Terry Gilliam?
3: Terry 80s. Gilliam's films uh, come up quite a bit. And visually, uh, he does some really stunning things. Brazil's amazing. And also makes you uncomfortable. There's certain people that can make you uncomfortable with their visuals. Chris, in the Grand Canyon, you're on Rana Hey, boys. i was
14: going to bring up David Lynch
3: movies. That's like one Rock of the Highways. guys who will make you... <laughs> A little queasy, <laughs> a little queasy. Yeah, my Drive. Yeah, there's something visually that he does that nobody else does.
9: Pennystockchaser.com. Pennystock chaser, pennystock chaser, big
3: stocks and do do do. Whatever happened to that song? how come we never play it anymore? Pennystock chaser loves it.
9: <laughs> they have a big contest going on through the month of January, giving away 100 shares of Apple Computer stock over $21,000 worth of stock to one of their members. Enough of our yapping. You will understand through this song. Penny penny do 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 do. do, 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 All you need is the pain to strike it rich.
3: so there it is it's all right there Fez
9: no that didn't explain the contest at all penny stock chiso penny stock chiso February 1st someone's going to win over $21,000 worth of Apple computer stock anyone who signs up and becomes a member before then, before February 1st is automatically entered to win the 100 free Apple shares and you can sign up easy I'll share an Apple I'm fucking starving You just uh, submit your email.
3: Penny Stock Chaser, Penny Stock Chaser. Is anybody seriously better than Sleeps? I don't think so. And that goes for you, tough, Sir Paul McCartney. (laughs) You're not better than Sleeps.
9: He's going to be disappointed to hear that. Penny Stock Chaser giving away $21,000 worth of Apple stock to one of their members on February 1st. Go ahead and enter now to make sure you're eligible to win. Plus, right now they have a hot stock alert. It's ALTO. ALTO. It's gone from 10 cents to 70 cents since it was first announced on pennystockchaser.com. You get the hot stock alert, the free daily newsletter, all by signing up. The best information possible and the most information possible for playing in the penny stock market. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Invest wisely. It's pennystockchaser.com.
3: We need to have funnier people than the latest crowd. That are writing to Megan Phil- Phillips. You got unfunny people like Ash Foo, and Seth, and uh, Sambu That are going, you're not a real Christian. Shut up. That makes you as dumb as them. I like positive heckles. Go to two or two friends, and uh, link, link from there. Funny stuff. Richie and Marilyn, you're a Manifest. Hey, Mr. B. Yeah.
12: Um, a lot of people didn't like movies, but uh, Starship Troopers, for so when it came out, I actually saw it in a dinner theater, and it was a phenomenal movie, CGI-wise.
15: I'll say
3: this, best giant bugs of all time, and cutest Nazis ever, <laughs> and I'm looking at you, Tom Cruise. Cute Nazis from the future, Fighting Bugs, should be the name of that movie. Fucking hysterical movie! I go watch that movie at any time, and I laugh my ass off. <laughs> uh, Jiffy, you're on a fuzz.
5: Hey, uh, I was gonna say if you guys saw that late Willem Dafoe movie directed by Lars von Trier, I
3: Andy did not. Christ. I did it's not. The, have,
5: uh, I, it was heard, kind of an art film, a yeah. horror movie, but it was really disturbing visually and sexually
3: now what disturb you cutting off uh a woman's uh clitoris with a rusty knife
5: <laughs> yeah that's i
3: mean that's yeah. part of it that kept me from the film <laughs> i was gonna make it a date movie
1: deer abortions <laughs> too
3: i can't be a part of that uh shay mississippi you're in Memphis.
15: ronnie Tubos, what's going on
3: what you say dude
15: hey I, I, what about uh black hole sun i remember that was a uh really
1: trippy visual
3: experience for a music video. I know it's not a movie. Uh doesn't
8: really stand out for me. Let's take a look at it on YouTube very quickly. This
1: morphing. It was like the first yeah, time this
3: is
8: morphing. The people's faces got all crazy.
3: Um I remember they did KISS did an early morphing video that nobody could figure out. And I think the first time I saw that morphing thing done was maybe a Michael Jackson video. And then, of course, American Werewolf in London fucking was weird. Give us a little sound here.
2: Slow
3: motion, weird people. God hates fags, good sign.
8: her mouth, is
2: gigantic.
9: It's almost like the Batman Smilex effect. Uh, we gotta go to break here.
3: When we get back, we got a lot to talk about, including some complaints. You always want to take us out the music is the way to do it. It,
9: it got so stopped so, on me. So um, think computer pause.
3: And of course, Fez has a couple of... Uh, Things that he's angry about. He likes to express his anger a la Larry David. Yeah, there's weird visuals in here, but I don't think there's actually any jump ahead stuff because <laughs> there it's just like, here's weirdos. Well, they superimpose a
8: smile on old people. That's not really. That I like, though. All oh, looks like that one episode of The Twilight Zone, the movie where the kid like wishes everyone.
3: Right back, in a phase. Love that Twilight Zone.
16: You do. I'm asking you, what would you do to change this healthcare system for
12: the better? Get off my phone! Get off my phone, you
3: little
13: pinhead!
3: Get off! <laughs> Fed Show. Joey Phelps Roper uh, called this in today to plug her daughter Megan's. Come on, I will show Twitter account I will Reading some of the messages that You guys have been sent to her Can't wait to hear you guys do Kumbaya You inspired me to become gay Thank you and good night Don't listen to all the negative tweets Your song parodies Touch our hearts Like Weird Al never could That's from Chris Brown um, Keep up the good fight It's nice seeing people Spreading God's message of hating fags. May they all burn in hell. I've been feeding all the. I've been feeding the birds this winter. Should I stop because they're really little devils? That's from Wolfman. <laughs> um, Lady Gaga. More like Lady Gay Gay. <laughs> I want my family to meet your family in heaven. Aw. Well, coming on a girl's face send you to hell. All right, that's not so good. Um uh, Show us your boobs Please don't report that to God That's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Not so good some of these Some of these are good Some of them not so good Um. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Alright 866 run 0 fez 866 run 0 fez Fez, what did you say you had on your mind today?
9: How it is impossible now It's just ch- impossible to check out at the drugstore. It is the worst place to have to deal with a cashier, and it's all because of the endless barrage of questions. I went to buy something uh yesterday evening and I just get bombarded with questions. I get the "How are you?" Then I get the, did you find everything that you were looking for? Like they could actually magically produce it in case I didn't. Then I, then we go into this line of questioning. Do you have a club card or whatever it is the drugstore calls it? Then I say no, let's move along with the purchase. Would you like one? And then they want, would you like to know how much you could have saved today if you had had a club card? Now, if I had the club card, these qu- I think when I said no to the club card, I think I canceled out the next two questions to begin with. Then I'm not interested in that. Uh Do you know that they're free? I don't care. I don't want your damn pharmacy card. I just want to check out with what I've got on the counter here. Then it's... uh Debit or credit? Once you swipe the card, and then I'd actually round it up with, "Would you like a bag for that?" So I think I had eight or nine questions that got thrown at me just to buy a bottle of diet soda.
3: You know what? Uh, where you should bring this up? Where's that? Last five minutes of sixty minutes. Don't care much for the <laughs> drugstore. They ask too many questions. It is insane. Don't like a club card. I like my own card. I've had it for some time, and I feel good about it. People
8: are always trying to help me. I want help. I don't
3: need that. Tony in Cleveland. You're on and Fez. Hey, how's it going
14: today, guys? It's nice to be listening to the the uh, Ron and Opie Watley show. Why? Oh, uh, they did the same discussion Friday. Opie even brought up the whole credit card thing and the the club and.
9: Just nice to know that he listens to both shows. Do you know that, Fez? I had no idea on this. It just happened to me yesterday in the drugstore.
3: Sometimes I get my ideas from Opie. I'll listen to Opie, and then I'll write it down and come in and do it.
9: This was not an Opie bit that I took. And my mom used to
3: give us giant sandwich bags that we'd have to carry around with us. We both had the identical snacks. I don't care much for my own ball sack. hangs down a little too low, and it smells like World War II.
9: Maybe me and Opie have a lot of the same complaints walking through this world. Well, you definitely have the
3: same material.
9: <laughs> now, a lot of people go to drugstores.
3: Well, I know that when I go to the, uh, I guess it's Barnes & Noble. It, it bothers them that I won't join whatever fucking club that they have there.
9: Oh, yeah. They got and, another savers card or whatever.
3: But I don't get as upset as you. I just act like, no, just I'll I'll just tap on the top of the book because I don't like to make a lot of small talk if I'm not getting paid for it. So they're like, uh, you want to join our whatever club and you'll get 15% and I'll just go like this in the book. Tap on it <laughs> like a crazy person. This is
8: why I'm here. But it's
3: true. (laughs) Going to a drugstore. Now I have to get my old man pills so I don't piss
9: myself. Now those are two places that have the longest lines they could do without the question and answer session.
3: Don't know why the lines are so long. there. I
8: guess people need medication. Why are people always buying things anyway? Don't you have things in your house? I mean, they say this is a drugstore,
3: but there's a pair of galoshes sitting there, and I don't think that's a drug. Although, it would help you if you're walking through a puddle. Don't care much for puddles. I like to stay in on dry. I hate moisture. And that's why the moisture around my old man balls drives me crazy. <laughs> Quite frankly, it smells like K rations, and that reminds me of World War II. No kind of powder is going to cover that smell. They say there's no such good thing as black people, but what about Bill Cosby? He was a doctor on that show, and he was nice to Theo. He
9: doesn't seem uppity at all. Why are you doing Hoss?
3: (laughs) Fez doesn't like the way we make fun of some of his gripes. This toenail seems like a keeper. Put it in the baggie. You know, I'm pretty familiar with... uh, (laughs) chickens but chicken leg and chicken thigh but what parts the mcnugget i hope i'm the first person ever to do this joke <laughs> i hope it hasn't been done by every fucking hack in <laughs> middle america that's good stuff though. you really fucking gave it to the lines out there you don't like lines
9: i cannot stand a line and yep. if you can move them a little bit faster why don't you and what do you mean by good
3: day Hello and goodbye used to be plenty good enough back in World War II. We said that, and then we shot Nazis in the face. And a lot of times, if our sergeant wasn't around, we'd rape the local farm girls. That's what you then,
8: get for being German.
3: Then they'd ho- then we'd hold their head underwater so they wouldn't tell us later.
8: Sometimes, when I lie in bed at night, I can hear their screams. War is hell. One author once wrote. I concur. <laughs> I'm harsh. <laughs> What's with the lines anyway? What is this, a drugstore or the DMV?
3: Well, I was in the DIV. I was in the militarized zone. <laughs> we were scared shitless. The man in the black pajamas. Constantly coming on us, br- blowing horns and bringing bells.
8: Let me sleep, will ya?
3: We smoked smoke hash in the middle of the night back then, listening to our doors tapes. Then we'd all go down together. <laughs> this is sixty minutes. I hope you all rot and fuck town. <laughs> what are you wearing as a shirt today?
9: This is a nice corduroy shirt. Why is it open? Because it got a little warm, so I had it buttoned up, and I have an, uh, an undershirt on, so I just opened it up just to catch a breeze. It's
8: very baggy, though, when it's open. It's
3: like- I like to answer bluntly instead of comedically. I act like these things are set up to make small talk. Oh, I like to get a little breeze sometimes during the day. And when I have my cereal, I like it with a spoon. My shirt's very baggy. Kind of look like old Ben Kenobi. I've never met a black man that could roll a decent joint. They all seem to just roll them like they're toy- toothpicks. Then, of course, you have the Jamaicans. So that's too much pot. I don't trust
8: them anyway.
3: I want to smoke a joint, not a fucking lid. Do me a favor. Make the joints smaller and shampoo your hair. Take your hair down to the river and beat on it. Like an old washwoman. Alright, Fez, don't like the lines at the drugstore?
9: Cannot stand. The lines would be okay if we didn't have the line of questioning like you're trying to get <laughs> over the border into North Korea.
3: Now, did you say that to them? Did you put it in the
9: suggestion uh, box? No, I did not put it in a suggestion box.
3: Now, why do no. you go to a drugstore for a Diet Pepsi? I thought that maybe you'd be going there for your drugs.
9: Well, what happens is I got a new drugstore that's right near the subway. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really convenient just to run in there and get my drugs at the he, same time. He
3: really does make small talk, <laughs> not getting the comedic accent. So, uh, what which one is it near?
9: It's uh, it's near the uh, Dwayne Reed, Dwayne Reed. Where on Roosevelt Island? On Roosevelt Island. Mm.
8: We've got a drug store now on Roosevelt Island. We like it quite a bit. Dwayne Reed. What was he on the corner? of Dwayne Reed? Is that <laughs> his guy's name? <laughs>
3: that actually is.
8: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I only <laughs> learned it because they say it on this show. It fucking comes up constantly <laughs> when you're
3: down in the fucking village. You know where this is? <laughs> right? It's the site of the old Dwayne yeah, Reed. I heard. I get it. <laughs> you fucking believe that? <laughs> and they act like it's national, but it's only in the city. It's nowhere else.
8: Yeah, but there's no Dwayne Reed's in Jersey. Hmm. We get, we get all Walgreens, baby. Corner of Wall Street and Green
9: Street is where that started. <laughs> Why don't they ever
3: bring up Dwayne Reed anymore? <laughs> I remember back in World War II, we'd take our bayonets and we'd push them through pregnant Nazi bellies till we killed the little Hitlers in their stomachs.
8: Those were the days?
3: Then I get back here and the Jews raise my rents. Excuse me, I saved your asses. Archie Bunker was right. Back then, it was so cold. We'd have to wrap babies around our feet when we were marching through the German snow. I'm 87 years old and I could kill a man right now with a pen.
8: Don't test me, Buster.
3: Oh. <laughs> What else is your beef, fuzzy? What else has got you crazy?
9: Actually, I'm excited about this thing. This is a new reality show that's starting. And it's a reality show featuring NFL films. So what it does is it takes us it's a show that takes us inside a show about that takes us inside a football game. So and this is starting the day after the Super Bowl. And I think this might be the thing to help with the post-football season depression that sets in.
3: That ticker seems like it gets louder and louder during the show. If it's a bag, don't touch it. I learned that back in Baghdad. And there's no bag mom, is there? Mainly because they're all so hideous. It's like fucking an army blanket. Jersey.
16: Hey, what's up, guys? I, I got to agree with Fez 100%. I stopped at a CVS last night just to get a pack of cigarettes and a carton of milk. And the same exact thing. It's taken 10 minutes just, just to get something that should take 15 seconds. Uh, I, I'm in retail, and I got to ask the same stupid questions <clears throat> to all my customers. It's a pain in the ass. Well,
0: That's
3: because um, they, are... they don't trust you, you guys to be people. They they give you things to fucking read.
16: Uh, most mm. of the time, they are giving us stuff to read, absolutely. But uh, on the customer end, because I'm a I'm a customer too, I gotta sit and I gotta listen and wait. On, I I just want to get in and get out. I don't want to say hi to anyone. Some people are like that.
3: Um, yeah. What are you gonna do? You say no thank all you. Right. you. Could say no thank you. No spank you. I like to say, and then we all laugh. Some guy was trying to get me to buy gum. This is very cute. Megan Phelps just writes this. Thanks, Ron and Fez. You rock. Even if you do, just have my madre on for the comedy. They're like like regular people, (laughs) except for they have this one thing. Why, if you thought that we were all devil people, would you ever say that you rock? (laughs) I'm telling you. You have to stop getting angry at the fucking nutty people. You have to just give up on it. They're just running a gimmick. Like everyone else.
9: I think Madre's going to catch on, too. Well, it did in Spain. Ca- caught on huge there.
3: Who's Fez's new look like right now? It's driving me crazy. It's almost like he's wearing a safari jacket with that <laughs> shirt and then the white beard.
8: But it's too baggy to be left open. It looks like a robe. He looks like Blowhard's <laughs>
3: Doctari poster. All right. That was a little, probably a little bit Dennis Miller. More
1: than i like to do <laughs>
3: Uh, we'll break and come back and wrap up the show around a fest.
1: See, there's three kinds of people dicks, pussies, and assholes. So, pussies may get mad at dicks once in a while because pussies get fucked by dicks. But dicks also fuck assholes, Chuck. And if they didn't fuck the assholes, you know what you'd get? You'd get your dick and your pussy all covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I know you've had a lot on your mind today, Davy Mack.
8: I really have. Um, there's a, a human body with a uh, mutation actually was washed ashore on Plum Island. Are you familiar with Plum Island? It's, it's 100 uh, miles northeast of Long Island where they apparently do experiments and stuff with in America. The U.S. government has it. And it seems like we're, we could be creating some kind of you know weird freaks. Why
3: do we always believe the Long Island urban myths?
8: I got this off of the AP. The Associated Press said that uh, this guy's uh, who washed ashore. His body was described of six feet tall, but with bizarrely long fingers. And has, has anyone checked for Arsenio Hall? No, I mean, like, extremely abnormal fingers that... Do your joke again, Fez.
9: Has anyone checked for Arsenio Hall?
8: No. You ever seen Arsenio Hall's
3: fingers? Looks like fucking E.T.
8: Yeah. I've never seen Arsenio's fingers. I I, I saw, saw him, him
3: palm a globe.
8: You <laughs> should have played hoops. <laughs> he did. I think we could be, you know, building X-Men. X, hey, what's point.
3: on your mind right now? Not crazy talk, but serious <laughs> stuff. What's something that human beings could talk about?
1: Uh, I was reading through these uh, forums on Reddit.com. It's like a news aggregator. It has a bunch of links that you go to.
3: Yeah, I'm uh, not even familiar with
1: it. And there's an atheism uh, su- there's an sub-forum in it. And I was thinking to myself, these atheism people seem m- much bigger dicks than the most hardcore religious person I've ever met. Because atheism people really go hardcore attacking anyone who shows any sign of faith or in religion, at least in these forums. Well... You know, here's the thing
3: an atheist is basically a fundamentalist. They are cocksure that they know. They are 100% sure that they know. So, yeah, I don't see even the difference between a hardcore atheist and a hardcore Muslim or a hardcore Christian. They're all as, as bad shit crazy as uh, our own Shirley Phelps Roper, who. Here's the, here's the only thing that, you know, it's very interesting when you look through uh, all the different religions, and that's Christianity, of course, Buddhism, uh, Muslims. Then if you really look at the evolutionists, and even go back for people like pagans, there's only one link that runs through them all. You know what that is? Now what? You just think about all the religions. What's the one link that r- runs through?
9: Like a messiah.
3: No, they don't all have a messiah. Obviously, the atheists aren't going to have a messiah. The only thing that really ties them all together is that they all hate fags. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, if we could build on that, if
9: we could stand on the shoulders of that. That's nothing to build on. That's not going to bring everybody together.
3: It will, if if they have torches. Jeff in Pittsburgh, you're on Rona
9: Hey, guys, how are you?
12: Uh, The atheists and the fundamentalists are exactly the same and intolerant on the same level, and they will get violently angry and argue with you if you disagree with them. They think they're right. In fact, they know they're right.
3: Yeah, they are. They're uh, very, very crazy uh, about how fucking absolutely sure they are. Uh, By the way, Angry Missy is playing her gig tonight in front of 350 people. I hope she pulls it all together. Um, Greg in Jersey, you're on Ron Fez.
4: Hi, fellas. I uh, just wanted to take a bit of exception to what you said about atheists, Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's being said on the forums, so you could be well right that those are fundamentalists there. But overall, atheists just adhere to the fact that we can't believe in a theory. We would like to see the scientific method maybe implemented, prove the theory, and then we'll believe you.
3: Well, uh, you can say what all you want but you certainly don't have enough information in to disprove.
16: Well, the idea is that the scientific method
4: if it fails to adhere to a scientific process like the scientific method. Well, your your you science
3: your science hasn't been around very long and obviously your your science isn't even that spectacular in the terms of the size of the even known universe. Even in the known universe. And anything I read about fucking string theory is absolutely... leads open leads to just about any fucking weird possibility. It could all fucking be here. I, wouldn't, I would never be surprised by whatever give me... Here's the only thing that I would be surprised about, about the mysteries of the universe. What's that? Is, wh- is whether alive or dead, they let us in on it. I just don't think they will. Whatever the whole fucking concept is, we're going to leave here slightly less stupider than the second we were born.
9: <laughs> At best. Slightly mm-hmm. less
3: uh, stupider.
9: Well, the problem is everything we would want to know, uh, well, most of what we would want to know is earthly stuff. Was there a second shooter in Kennedy?
3: Absolutely not, I don't think. I think that we're... I, I think that the that the makings of the universe are just fucking beyond fascinating. Unfortunately, uh, I think um, our, at least my little mind has so much fucking trouble. So much trouble trying to grasp on any of these things, Daniel in Oklahoma, you're a manifest
12: Hi Ronnie. Uh, the reason atheists atheists are so uh, intolerant of religion is that uh, religious
5: intolerance itself is inhibiting the progress of science and, and culture in the world.
3: Yeah, well, um, uh, first of all i would I would agree with um, I, I would agree with that, but you can't model the other idiotic behavior and pick it up yourself. You know look, what I mean? Look, someone's beliefs,
12: just because they fall under the category of religious beliefs, doesn't mean that they have to be respected.
5: These people believe stupid things and it's okay to point out that they're stupid.
3: Um You don't
15: get you don't get a free pass just because it's under a banner of religion.
3: Yeah, it's, but you also don't get a free pass when you don't have all, even all the scientific fucking uh evidence in. You don't well, you you don't get the same fucking free pass from me about the makings of the universe than the fucking uh Muslims do. You know, I'm gonna fucking get it. You can't begin to sit here and tell me that we've even scratched the fucking mysteries of the universe. Mm. Just <laughs> at the fucking very fucking small of it. But you can't be positive about that, enjoy it. You have to fucking turn around and call the other fucking idiots idiots. Uh, here is uh, Rich. Rich, you're Fez.
12: Hey, Don Ronnie. Hey, there's an idea belief out there called solipsism. Basically, what it is, it's um, like okay. So you know that you're alive and you're like a real person, and everything else in your real like in your reality is actually your imagination or your things you're creating for yourself, because just one person. So basically, that's solipsism. It's a great belief.
3: Well, why does it work for you, though?
12: I'm not saying I am. I'm an atheist. I, I don't, you know, I can't have any proof. I don't have any You know, the Bible was written 200 years after Jesus died. You know, it's, there's so
3: many different religions. I, I just don't understand why anybody uses that as any fucking concept of thinking why, that they can know where fucking things are. You know? Or, or even being able to sit back and try to guess what God's intentions, or if there were any fucking intentions. I mean, the fact that there is something is fucking mind-blowing. Because there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be even the smallest little fucking atom. It should just be nothingness. And the fact that there's anything, if you can't get off on that, and you still can be like, I don't give a shit, There's nothing happens after we die. It means you're not even getting the now. The fact that anything that fucking is here at all, that seems like God is as good as name for that as anything, even if it's just the universe. Or to fucking sit back and go, I only get to exist for 80 years max, so I'm pissed. (laughs) Talk about looking a fucking gift horse in the mouth. (laughs) You get to be alive, period. You can't get off on that? You need more? Fez, do you... uh You're now leaning closer that there's no life after death.
9: Yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah. That it just, you know, the existence just ends. That scares the hell out of me, because I can't imagine not thinking and not existing... But that's where I'm leaning towards, yes. Well could you
3: uh, can you imagine the nineteen forties? No, I can't. You can't imagine the nineteen forties.
9: Well I can imagine like watching a movie in the forties or
3: you can't sit here and imagine I don't know, the seventeen
9: hundreds. All right. Are you, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Tip jar. You, you you can imagine the seventeen hundreds. I could imagine what it was like to live then.
3: Why? You live then?
9: No, uh uh-uh. No, but I have, like, my interpretation of what it would be like to...
3: But you don't have to imagine what it was like to live then. You understand that people lived then. Right. And you weren't there.
9: Mm Mm-hmm. Does that terrify you? No, that doesn't bother me.
3: But you didn't exist.
9: No, but it's like knowing that I exist now, it's like having the knowledge of existing and then having it stopped. But then you wouldn't know. See, that's the part that's hard to imagine.
3: That's the hard. You can imagine it by remembering what it was like before you existed. You weren't afraid.
9: But I think what also plays into it is when, the moment when that existence goes out. That's how long? A
3: second, and then you know it ends with, according to you, nothingness. You have a very nice belief. You've got cool nothingness on either, uh, on either side of you, of the pillow. You're just a fucking fat pillow in the middle. Uh, <laughs> loving it all. All right. You know what the great thing about you? What's that? Is uh, you really uh, are using your life to 100%. Uh, Dow, Dow in Connecticut, you're on my first.
11: Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Fine, I just wanted to weigh in. I'm an atheist. I'm not very empowering of uh, religious people, but I do think that You know, they base everything on a gentleman that walked around two thousand years ago, saying, "You know, I I was born of a virgin, and I got a fucking." That's only
3: one religion.
11: Powers and you know. That's only one religion.
3: That's only one religion on the planet. And here's what that you don't get with your the I'm an atheist. What makes you even for a second think that you could comprehend anything that God fucking thought? How the fuck are you going to do that? Can you come up with fucking DNA? Can you come up? Do you know how to make gravity? And yet you're going to sit around and figure out what God wanted, or the fact that you could laugh at a bunch of fucking hammerhead Christians thinking that makes you above God? You're as fucking crazy as Shirley Phelps Roper. If you don't fall in love with the mystery of the whole thing, what else have you missed? You're not, I, you certainly aren't going to get fucking poetry. You certainly won't understand philosophy, and it makes me think that you wouldn't be able to uh, fucking purposely get science. Huh. Mike and Pierre, you're on my fez.
4: Hey, you're on um, I'm wondering how many people that claim to be atheists are actually agnostic where they don't believe in a formal religion or they or or you wouldn't know what God is or wouldn't claim to know what God is, but you believe
3: in something. Well here's the interesting thing, the atheists are just as mad as the at the agnostics as they are at Christians or Muslims. Because if you if you say to an atheist Hey, I'm open to anything. They become fucking furious with you.
4: Right. I, I've had an argument with uh, with an atheist friend, and it wasn't really an argument. It's just a thing of where I say I don't believe that me as a, as, as a lump of of flesh can grasp even the concept of a god. So I'm just kind of gonna be a good person and hope that if something's there, well, then I then I did then I did a good job. But th- th- this whole thing of being able to. To say something is absolutely there is or absolutely there isn't, well, well,
3: this who also are we to know? Th- this also fucking gets to me. To think that people wouldn't or shouldn't try to live a good life just because it ha- would happen to be a finite life—that somehow, if you found out for sure, because so many people thought religion has been invented to keep the nut dragon fucking idiots in line. Uh, and keep them from fucking raping and stealing, That that is the other side of not having a formal religion. I don't know why you wouldn't think, even if we're only here for decades, you wouldn't try to have a little order to the fucking room. You wouldn't want to have somewhat of, of an interesting fucking life and an ordered life. Um, here's... Uh, Let's go over to uh, G Baby, our good friend G Baby. How are you, pal?
0: Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Hey, Fezzy, what does cum taste like? All right.
3: I don't know what happened between you and G
9: Baby. I don't know either.
3: But if you would just get back to telling people, what have you written down there?
14: There
3: What did you write? I can't read. Live read. No, we can't have a live read because we have a deal that we're not going to end the show with a live read. I know. That's why I wanted to give a sign before we have to end the show. <laughs> so that can't possibly be right. Um, here's Mike in Albany. You're on a Fez.
10: Hey, hey
14: Ronnie. I'm, I'm agnostic. But one thing I find annoying is the atheists that are always worse than the religious people are where... Somebody says, something like, God bless you or something like that, when somebody sneezes, they just start huffing and puffing because the word <laughs> God was mentioned. Yeah. They're worse than the, the hardcore Christian people.
3: Uh Well, normally a lot of the atheists, something happened to them when they were kids around fucking Christians, you know? Either their grandmother yelled at them or they got scared and then figured they needed to get over it. Because the Christians will scare people, like when you're little kids. Um Here's Kevin in Jersey. Here I'm on Fez.
10: Yo, Ronnie Fez, what's up, guys?
3: Yeah. What can we do for you?
12: Yo, um, I just I, I was I was an atheist activist actually for about a year. This was um, going about ten years ago, and I was very heavy on the internet. Um, actually, talking about atheism, talking with fellow Christians and um, all you know people from all sorts of religions. And I, I Ronnie, I think you really have it wrong about the way you're kind of grouping atheists together. Good. I mean, actually atheists are all different. They're not the same. Everybody the the one that kind of groups atheists together is they don't believe in anything supernatural or anything that God. And that's it. There's nothing that kinda of makes them anything like fundamentalists or then they're, they're just not like that at all.
3: Well again, because you have come to this realization you know you've decided to call what we have before the experiments are over even in terms of scientific experiments you are calling the game before everybody's had their at bat I'm not ready for I'm Mm -hmm. well open to the fact that we haven't bumped into an old man with a really long beard and a bunch of tablets yelling shit out (laughs) you know it is still hard for me, not to look at nature, and not view that as some kind of fucking connection, though. And if you see it as just nature, you know what I mean. If you're just seeing that as just the planet Earth, I don't even know how to fucking deal with that. I don't have to deal. I I, I wouldn't even um wouldn't know what kind of fucking thinking that brings out. Um, let's go over to Dan in Knoxville. You're on, Fest.
14: Hey guys, hey, Ron. Hey. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, you, you've obviously you've obviously done some philosophizing over this, Ron, because you hit on a lot of, you know, like the biggest, you know, like controversies, not controversies, You're but you know, the the biggest.
13: Don't agree with you.
14: Yeah. But I, what I, what I was really wanting to tell you is the best quote I've ever heard about religion is that if there if there wasn't ever a religion. Someone would have invented one
5: anyway, uh, so
13: you
3: do make me doubt that kind
5: of covers, you know, a lot. To me, it does.
3: Yeah. Well, apparently, we've invented quite a few of them. Just think for a moment while you're philosophizing. <laughs> Interesting enough, you don't go anywhere in the world. They haven't come up with some kind of religion. It's crazy when you think about it. And they're going, well, no, you, you got it wrong.
8: It's not Zeus. It's this okay. name. Our god looks like a cow.
3: And they, you know, they weren't strolling in the fucking Tahiti. They had gods. You think, what do they need gods for? They had nice and warm weather. Things were going pretty well. They weren't worried about stuff. Plenty of fruit.
9: <laughs> then you Hot get to chicks. The, the new religion. I think Scientology is probably the new kid on the block of religion. Unless they count that Star Wars stuff.
3: Uh, here is um, Ryan, Delaware.
15: Hey, what's up, Mr. B? Hey. Yeah, uh, you know, most of these atheists call in, and I have a friend that's an atheist, and uh just bugs me, like, why the fuck do these people think they know more about the Bible and religion? And well, all because that? they <laughs>
3: read the Bible, unlike a lot of Christians. There are a lot of atheists, and I have friends like that, who will read the Bible endlessly to disprove shit that's said by people. Hmm. And I'll tell you this, all, all you people who act like you're a better uh, Christian than that Shirley Phelps roper, I dare you to sit down and play Bible trivia, trivia against her. She will fucking rail you. I'll, I'll even give you this. You can search, search, hurry up and search it. The old game show that we were going to do. You can sit there with a laptop in front of you, and I'll come in with fucking just Shirley Phelps and a stack of fucking bills, what? and we'll take your money.
9: <laughs> Steven Singer Jewelers. You're it anyway, huh? Well, I thought I should. Didn't we have a deal yesterday, though? I broke the deal from my bad time management.
8: What's that mean? You think he used too many of his timeouts on a challenge? What's that? What challenges? Football. I was just doing
3: football. <laughs> it's a. Uh, St- uh, why are we bringing up football? You don't think the flag seems outdated? The American flag? No, the flag in football. We're oh, still yeah. doing penalty flags? <laughs> think well, of how many things have been updated, the scoreboards and all. Still throwing a flag like a bunch of fucking idiots.
9: Steven Singer jewelers, they've got the perfect
8: gift for what Valentine's Day. just You just
3: uh, you go off with a laser. Oh, oh, there's a laser on that play. And then you're laser pointing right at the <laughs> guy who did
8: it. Or at least it's a, a l- bigger flag, not like a little sissy hanky. What do you like, want a giant flag for? Like, like as if like they colonized the moon, you know? That's too big.
9: <laughs> for Valentine's Day, they have a long stem red rose dipped in twenty-four karat pure gold. The rose stays forever. It has a lifetime guarantee. The petals. How about br- a flashing light?
3: That would be cool. You know, the guy just touches his hat, and the light starts flashing.
9: The petals are bright red, the leaves stay green, the stem and the outer edges all bright 24-carat yellow gold.
3: The other thing that bothers me is how come there's not another uh, thing that the referee has to talk directly to the audience? You won't see the umpire. That ball was on the outside of the plate. I call it
9: strike two. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. This just ki- fucking do your job. You don't need to talk to anybody. <laughs> this gift is just $59. The reason why
3: they do that is that football fans never learn the game enough. It has to be explained to them. That's probably true.
9: And free shipping in a free uh, gold gift box. It's just $59 for the long stem rose dipped in gold. And there's uh, three ways you can get it. You can go online to com, Or you can stop by the store in Philadelphia, the other corner of 8th and Walnut, and meet Steven Singer himself. There's free parking there for your Valentine's Day shopping. Or you can call one eight 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 i hate steven singer to get a personal shopper that's also free and pick out just the right Valentine's gift. Again, the long stem rose dipped into 24-karat gold, just $59, dollars ihatestevensinger.com steven com. There was a guy for the gators, uh, <laughs>
3: I was going to see how long we could bike a bad dog It <laughs> And he went and found a piece of paper. Um, Kyle, in Ontario, you're on my Hey, boys, how you doing? Good.
15: I uh, just wanted to touch quickly on that topic about religion, God, and all that shit. And I love getting into these conversations because it's never-ending. Yeah. Everybody's always got their own point of view. But I always say, and I never want to t- uh, like step on people's toes, but believe what you fucking want, man, because until like, until you actually have proof to say there's a God or whatever you're, you're debating about, there, there's, it's never-ending. Like, you well, can't I, fucking prove and say yes or
3: no. See, and I will agree with you 100%, but why do they feel the need to go bothering other people with it? Why can't you just say, you know, the John Lennon thing, whatever gets you through the night? I get that completely. If you need to believe in a golden duck, good. But don't I start screaming, we need a Golden duck, said in the malls, <laughs> so everybody knows. <laughs> and the yeah. people that don't uh, believe in the Golden Ducks are fucking idiots. I don't. Then we're going to beat your children <laughs> with sticks. <sex. laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't have everybody turn on me on like on NJL Stones that you got. NJL Stones? Come on, I got seven emails yesterday about you, you're fucking harassing some guy and got him to I don't know. Beg forgiveness to you.
9: Why are no. you doing that? <laughs> I don't
3: know. I got I don't know. You got to talk it. to me. <laughs> uh, Jarrett in Texas. You're on and fez.
17: Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Um, I think the funniest part about this whole argument is, you know, atheists say, I don't believe in anything. Well, by saying you don't believe in anything and fighting for that side, you believe in something already. <laughs>
13: hmm.
17: That's the funniest part. I mean, if you, if you don't... If you don't, if you if you believe in something, you, you, that's it. You believe in it, and if it gives you faith and it gives you solace and it makes you feel better, then fine. You're going to tell everybody about it. What
8: well, if I you mean, believe in the devil?
17: Yeah, and if you believe in the devil and it makes you feel fine, then fine. Believe in the devil, and you're going mean, to kill
8: people, people because of it. Yeah. That's, a, that's What's your point, Dave? Why are you pushing this devil stuff on everybody? Well, that's not good for the people who were just murdered. So you can't say a blanket statement like, you know. If you believe in something, it's automatically good.
3: Satellite's gone way up tomorrow. Any more libraries to do, Fez? No. the one at the end of the show tomorrow? No. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. I
2: watched it-